Save us, Britney Spears. Can we be saved? God, why is Satan controlling the universe? meets Cosmic Adventure. Chaos Twins, created by comedian Sam Tripoli and comic publisher Paranoid American, will sweep you off your feet. Join two girls with the astonishing ability to morph into animals, rally with their cryptid crew, and traverse diverse dimensions. But you don't have to take my word for it. Sign up now at chaostwins.com. In a place as curious as Crown City, adventure awaits at every turn. Meet Anna and Becca, two spirited souls navigating a world filled with wonders and weirdness. Alongside their trusted allies, Biggie, Mathilda, and the Chupacabros, they'll stand against aliens, reptilians, and mysteries beyond imagination. Dive into their captivating tales and discover a world where anything is possible. For more information, visit chaostwins.com, samtripoli.com, and paranoidamerican.com. Big up yourself. Welcome back <laughs> to another episode of Secret Society of Good Guys. As always, it's us, and we're here, and you're here. Be up, brap. What up, what up? We're going to be talking about time tonight. (laughs) How are you, good guys? Fantastic. Sip coffee. How was your week? I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. Those are going around. (laughs) It's going around. It's in the past. It's in the past. I'm in the now. It no longer exists. Exactly. It's a a fart in the wind. Well, officially, um, for some of us on the East Coast and for the West of you on the West Coast, uh, Saturn will be regular on 11-4 if you're into Vedic astrology. Um, It, I guess, was in retrograde for a whole amount of time. And whatever Saturn rules over, if you're a Saturn planet person, um, it was supposed to be a very hectic time for you, but it's supposed to like clear up from this point on. I hope so. Smooth sailing. <laughs> Smooth sailing. And Saturn is time, the planet that represents time a lot. So I figured time and contracts. And I, I figured it would come up a lot tonight. And I also thought it was interesting because it's one of the planets that some say change sexes. Yeah. What it is did. time? What is it? Uh, we're getting, this is we're represented by the crone, it, like an old crone. Like in dreams, if you dream of an old crone, crone, you're like alchemizing your Saturn or you're having an issue with your Saturn placement. Right. Kronos. Yeah. That's, Which is an that's old what, witch. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's never been an old wizard. No. It's always <laughs> been female. Saturn's really? Female. 
if you could live Why forever, I... but all you had to do is eat your own kids, I feel like a lot of people would be doing it. Probably, right? yeah, probably. Depends on how fast you can have kids. Wow, that's a scare. Wait a minute. I mean, don't they call this a a, a planet where you know something eats us? You know, is it Kronos? Yeah. Is he the ruler of this planet? Do we live in a clock? If you guys don't believe in the globe Earth, which I don't, um, I always ask this question: Do we live in a clock? Well, I mean, if if we're three dimensional beings living in a four dimensional reality, right? Like, maybe, what if God is just the fourth dimension that's just constantly eating us? <laughs> I like that you guys are coming in so hot today. I feel like we've I mean, been here for two hours. Wow. I like it though. <laughs> I don't know if I'm on this oh, level yet. Right. I like getting Dang, straight I'm to the point. I'm only halfway through my joint. <laughs> dick, dick jokes yeah, coming later. More <laughs> Good. Like That's getting, when I'll be ready. I like getting straight to the point, you know? <laughs> Going hard. Um, Thomas, what's your uh, time spiration tonight? A good time. Hey. I was first. I was thinking the best time, yeah. but now I'm thinking a good time. If you were from Oklahoma, you'd just be an okay time. <laughs> Someone's okay here. I, I appreciate it. Puns <laughs> are the highest form of of wit. No, it is. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's over there, Flav? Since you didn't change your name. Oh. <laughs> um. Not much, you know. We just we just chilling, <laughs> homies. Did you used to watch Flavor of Love? Oh my gosh, no! But I watched what was it? The Surreal Life, wasn't that? Oh yeah, Surreal one? Life was great. Yeah, with him. yeah, right. Yeah, that's crazy. I had he, enough Flavor Flav on Surreal Life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who would it think was that? So cringe. Yeah. It would. I watched. I love New York. I'm gonna be real. I actually did love New York. There was something just amazing about her and her mom, sister, somebody, sister Patricia or something. I don't know. <laughs> of love. I did listen to um, Sister Patterson. That was I love New York's mom's name. But I did listen to uh, Public uh, Enemy growing up. Did any of you guys get down with that or not at all? What Public Enemy in the movie? Public Enemy, no. the, the band, band. Yeah. Oh, the no. group, yeah, yeah. Group. yeah. I mean, they they had a lot of like comic book crossovers for a little bit too, and I think that there was a a whole series. Man, I I, I can't remember all the details. It was called like Milestone, or um, it was where like Static Shock came from. They try to make like a whole urban, you know, like black superhero thing going. It was actually really awesome. Like it wasn't like the crap that they like. It's not something that Marvel or Disney would pull today. It was something that they did in the 90s, but it was awesome. It was like Boys in the Hood meets the Avengers, kind of. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that there was some some crossover with Public Enemy in that, too. Huh. Yeah, they, they were actually saying a lot of real stuff. I mean, their album could probably be released right now in New York, and it would probably be very similar. <laughs> a lot of the same problems. But... Uh... Yeah, it's weird how um, comical that Flava Flav was and how uh, serious. Uh, what was it? Chuck D? Was that the other guy in 
fucking public enemy. Anyways, we don't have to go into a whole public enemy thing. <laughs> we'll take you guys down that road. <laughs> time. <laughs> Gordy, what are you up to over there with your time inspiration? Oh, I was thinking about time and how, like, uh, so the trick to remote viewing, right, is getting out of that part. So, like, <clears throat> the analogy is if, like, you, you have a car, right, or you're, you're looking at a highway above the highway, right, and you're looking at the car, and you actually see three versions of the car, the past, the present, the future car. <clears throat> but you can see all three, right? If you're outside of the time. But when you're in the car, you're observing time. Like it's, you know, it, it's a straight line. But when you're outside of the, the time, you can see all three, right? And if you're outside of all of it, you can see everything. So that's the idea that remote viewing kind of works, is to get out of the space-time kind of idea in your mind. And so, anyway, that's what I was thinking about. Does space and time always go together? Well, interesting. Um, Perception. <laughs> do you want to hear what they think um, about time? Most physicists would put put it less dramatically and they say the flow of time is unreal but time itself is as real as space so they fundament fundamentally think it's not real so when i hear that it's as real as space cuz i don't believe their version of space cuz i think space is just water water um <laughs> so um yeah i time for me like gordy was saying when you go in that space of like trying to ascend or whatever meditate when you are asking the question like for for example like when you're observing and then you're asking the question oh my god what am i observing like who is this vessel that is observing everything that I am doing right now as like a video game. That's how I, I perceive it. So in my head, I think of it as like a video game and I have a controller somewhere, maybe my higher self. And for them, playing my life right now to them is probably a week long. And for me, it's like a whole fucking lifetime. And it's that whole idea of like being in a coma and people having a whole life experience during an a coma during a coma and it could be gone for like a day and have like the shortest coma ever, but have a whole ass family during the coma and live a whole life during the coma. So is time real? I don't know. I had a friend I who had what he called immortal dreams, same idea though, but every night he would go into the same dream and he had a whole other family, a whole other life. Crazy. And then you'd wake up to this life. He's like, no, I have like two lives. I call it my immortal dream. It's like, oh, wow. Is that cheating? <laughs> I mean. Like if you have a satellite you have family? family. I don't know. I mean, to get into the ethics of that. I would, like what, I would what if you would like connect on like a much deeper spiritual level with your astral satellite dream family than your real family? You know, who's to say it's not real? 
It's real. That's right. <laughs> like, what if you couldn't, like, every time you can't wait to get back to sleep and just right. hang out with your dream family, you find yourself sleeping more and more. Man, that bitch is hot. I'm going back. <laughs> you can't wait to get back to your dream life where you have a two dragon garage. <laughs> so the question is, is it a dream or is it a reality? Well, or are you perception. tapping into another reality of yourself, like another game that your higher self is playing? Like, ah, I'm tired of this one. Let me put another one in. I really think that all dreams are realities. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's the real world. So it just depends on what you're tuning into while you're there. It's just time isn't really a thing. That's why the dream space is so weird is that you, you're tuning into whatever, past, present, and all the variations that never happened. That's true. My other question was, is time light? Is If like it's a representation to me of either space or light or one or the other. So then I was thinking, what about if when you're in a coma or when you're dreaming, the absence of light is why you have none of the time? <laughs> I think about this sometimes because I want to say yes, but then it's like, really, you know, we talk about d years and all that stuff. And okay, getting back to the whole space isn't a real thing. Like, we're measuring time based on light. That's it. Like, it's just like, it's light, it's dark, it's light, it's dark. And really, it's all the same fucking day. It's yeah. It's yeah, really, what's, the, just what's the, the day, day thing or the week thing or yeah. the cal like it's just a sky clock above us and then we're like this is winter this is the first day of the week no this is the first day of the week this is the first day of the year what's a year this is bc what's after bc like what made it this month has 31 days like this one has even though nobody believe like people argue whether or not jesus is real but we all go on the bc we all run on this. Even well, though well, now it's BCE it. if you want to be like politically. <laughs> they add an E and it makes it secular. Ah, okay. I know, it's like adding the X to Latino. Like Latino. It, that's exactly what it is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting. BCX. Like, we <laughs> that's, don't that's believe in one. paganism, but we're going to name every day of the week after one of their deities. Like, oh, yeah. we Rome fell, but we're all going to keep the two months named after Caesars. Like, all this shit is bullshit. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It really the is. clock that we all exist on. And then once you're in the military, you have a whole different clock. Well, it's the first clock was the sand and water clock. Those were like the basic, you know, I guess they used... Um, it was two buckets. One was leveled up higher and one was like lower, I guess on two levels, they would poke a hole through, I guess the bottom of it and line it up. And that hole would be a precise measurement. I guess they would, I, I don't know how they figured it out, but the flow of the water going into the other pan would rise up and each line would represent, I guess, minutes. Measurement. Yeah. Measurement of time. And then we have the hourglass, the hourglass, sand, water. <laughs> I like how the hourglass needed, you felt its body. Yes, you I were did. Like, that was water. You were like going, ooh, uh, the hourglass. Yeah. <laughs> you got all in your masculine so and leaned in. <laughs> Coffee. 
<laughs> but I think I was thinking in my head, the first clock was a stick in the ground. Like well, the first representation of time. Yeah, they stuck a stick in the ground now. and they were like, oh, look at it, it's moving. Yeah. Well, technically <laughs> the first clock is the sun and the moon. It does its thing, you know? It rotates, it does its thing, and it's... I know, and I think they did that. They the, they were like, that sun moves. But, but they did it, they said it like this. Oh, like, oh. And the other guy was like, uh-uh. Like the, the other, moon. And he, he called the other the guy a conspiracy <laughs> theorist when he said that. He was like, you conspiracy theorist, but he was just like, uh. And then the other guy was like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. He got ostracized from the village and they were like, that thing never moves. And he thought for years and years and um, no one, and by the time he was like 80, he came back into the village and he finally thought about it and he stuck a stick in the ground and he was like, oh. oh. And he felt so good and he thought he was going to be validated, but they were already <laughs> They were like, but how are you going to prove that the moon moves? And he was like, shit. It was, like, com it was compelling. He said, uh, uh, and then the rest uh, of them were like, uh, uh. And yeah. <laughs> there was no real retort to that one. Uh, 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 they, they hadn't, they hadn't actually developed the uh, huh yet. <laughs> Make na, them na, say, uh, na, 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 na. Um, that's that's what was playing in my head as you said it instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like he who controls the time controls the world? I personally don't understand time because yesterday time flew. Today, no. No, it dragged. It dragged. Why does that happen? Why does it feel like... I don't disagree with this at that. Sometimes time just flies. Sometimes it's just standing still. Like the, the clock won't move. I don't understand that. 1133. I, I also don't know, don't know if, if you could control time per se. Like, like right now, right? We're in the third dimension. Like how much of the third dimension do you control? I believe I can control time in my meditation everything seems to slow down drastically when i'm in meditation it everything just it's because it's hard to get into meditation it just feels like it's taking forever sometimes and you get anxious i've been through that <laughs> um but it does it's something happens where whoosh, time stands still it's like that trinity moment where it's like i don't know I can't explain it. I've had some really deep meditation sessions and I felt like I was gone for like an hour, but it was like 15 minutes. <laughs> There's something similar with people that report car crashes where they mention that time slows down. And I'm a, I also feel like I might be in a tiny fraction of the, the earth's population that has been on like probably over a thousand roller coasters since I'd basically lived on Disney property for, you know, a decade. And we used to just sit there and just ride. Anyways, there's something about when your body thinks it's about to die, that time slows down. And the, the best description I've heard of this is that it's real, but what's happening is that you almost, almost everyone has almost like, um, like a refresh rate, right? Like if you're looking at a computer screen or if you're looking at a TV screen, it's it's refreshing like 60 hertz right 60 times a second but what will happen is that when your body feels like it's about to die it starts recording things like 10 10 times as much it starts analyzing every tiny little detail it can find because 
to your brain. It's like, if I don't record everything and analyze everything, I might die in the next, you know, five seconds. I've so had that's what's happening is that you're just cramming all this information. So imagine if it were in video terms, if you're used to having a projector that plays 24 frames a second, and then all of a sudden you get a huge chunk of the movie that's filmed at like 600 frames per second, it goes really slow, right? It feels like it's slow, but if you just have like a variable projector that could run at 24 and then jump up to 600 and then go back down to 24, you'd perceive that as being just like the same speed the entire time. But if you just keep it at the same constant speed, now it feels like time is getting faster or slowing down. But really, it's just more things are being recorded in between, I guess, what we call moments, right? Do you think that's it? Because I've had an NDE like that and we were supposed to die. Like, I know in my reality, I'm not supposed to be here. But yeah, I, mean, how- I imagine there's like a little homunculus in your brain. And like, as soon as they feel like the, the their shell is going to be taken away from them, they start just writing down everything that they can get their hands on. And that, that you know, phenomenon is kind of like time slowing down, but it's just like the little homunculus dude is just writing way more notes than he's used to. I honestly or she's feel used to. like I've had an intervention <laughs> though, because how the car was supposed to come at us, I was on this side. My mom was behind me, and my mom experienced the same thing as I did at that moment. My brother was driving. We were supposed to make a left turn. He didn't see the car coming, and this car was like coming at us. Me and my mom were supposed to be gone. But at that moment, I feel my mom and I having that experience and knowing that, oh my God, we're about to die. Something outer body happened. I can't explain it, but. That car like stopped magically. Either we did it or it was a guardian angel that did it or some type of force that stopped the car because 100% that car was supposed to hit us. Okay. So I have a question for you now because I've had that. I've had similar situations a couple times where it was like, I know I should be dead. Yeah. And like, like I felt like I was dead for a while afterwards. Um, like, do you think you actually just died on that timeline? And then yeah, you're like playing I a new timeline. Wonder that. Did I die and this is a new existence because everything seems different? Yeah. Cause I swear I I've had the same thing, like with the car. We went off into a freaking canal, you know, like into a big old like levee. And like it didn't happen. Like there was no tires on the ground, and then all of a sudden we're like flying through somebody's backyard don't hit a fence don't hit the house nothing and we drive around the house like nothing happened and it was like even we should have been dead even as a kid like riding bikes you know you're about to like you're trying to avoid someone so you almost hit a pole and you know you're gonna hit a pole but you close your eyes and somehow you magically don't hit the pole (laughs) and i'm like what the what the (laughs) fuck I don't know. I feel like it's a force that we you do actually have. died. You actually yeah. well, I don't think I died. Hard, but... <laughs> well, it, it almost sounds like your your timeline almost colla- like when you die, your timeline collapses into the next one where you didn't die. That's maybe what I'm it's thinking. just like whoever just doesn't die, like whatever a thousand chances everyone gets, right? If as long as you just don't die one of those times, then you make it to the next level. I don't know. Cause that's a, like, that happened to me. I don't know. It was like eight years ago. I we were 
in Oklahoma, you burn like wood and pastures and stuff. You can't just leave like felled trees and stuff. It's, it's bad. So we were like burning trees and like, we're li literally lifting up this huge tree. Okay. I'm in the middle holding the center of the tree trunk. And then my son's on one side and my sister's on the other side. And he doesn't realize if he lifts his side higher, he puts all the weight on her. Right. And he does that. And when he does that, she can't lift it anymore. And it knocks me down and I'm in, I'm in the middle. They both drop it. So it knocks me on the ground. It's straight tree trunk. I'm holding it right there. I know for a fact it's straight. I get knocked on the ground and it falls. And it like, luckily like the ground was just soft enough. It didn't crush my shoulders, but I knew I was going to be dead. Like I, I didn't have my life flash before my eyes. It rolls right over my face. I turned my head just in time and there was a tiny bend in the trunk and it just, it didn't even scrape my face. There was no way that it was perfectly straight. So I was like, I was oh, like, yeah. fuck, my head is going to be crushed. I was pissed. Like I knew I was dead. And then like for, for like a couple of weeks afterwards, I just, nobody understood that I like, it was divine intervention. I was dead. Like there was no way I didn't die. What if it's this super sane energy that just happens when our adrenaline, like just starts instantly just shocks you out of nowhere because of an instant like reaction and this adrenaline with you is like some kind of force that is real and that we don't tap into like too much aura. because we're always trying to be yeah. safe, you know? Well, Scared. I think too, it's like, let's say you have an attachment to something bigger than you, like not just an Akashic or let's say, you know, a God, or let's just say it's just you and just your brain and everything that your brain has stored. I think in the moment of panic, of near death, your brain is scouring through everything it knows. Have I seen the snake before? Have I ran into this car before? Have I seen this person before? It is in a mad search to see if it can find the thing to save you in the moment. And I think it scours so busy and so fast at such a quantum speed that all of a sudden, instead of having like a rhinoceros probably sees slower than we see and slower frames a second it just mm. moves slow it doesn't have to move so fast how many things are threatening it whereas a hummingbird sees in a million frames of second because so much stuff threatens it and so we move in slow motion to it it's like voop, 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 and we're just like <laughs> whoa hummingbird like we're in slow motion to it so somewhere i think in that moment of death our brain becomes hummingbird brain and so everything we conceptualize is slow. Yeah. So, so you bring up these birds. What about the bat? And if time is light and bats can't really see and they have sonar, what is time to them? Do they conceive time or do animals conceive time or perceive time as we do conceive? What am I saying? <laughs> Give birth to time. Well, it Give feels birth like a to huge time. Convenience very much, right? So huh? Like time feels like a human convenience. Yeah. Like yeah. What, what does a dog care about time? I've heard that before. The dogs have no concept of time. And I don't know if I believe it in like the way that they know that they've had to pee for like three or four hours versus, you know, like 20 minutes. Or waiting for like, their human what to do they home? Like what do they care about being so specific about anything? What does anything care about being that specific Unless it's literally like, I know that when this bird goes to that area at this time of day, I can kill it and eat it. But even that's not necessarily time. That's maybe analyzing where the light's at. So maybe we're back to like light is because even if you're just an animal out in, in the wild, right? At that it's point, just light you're and kind space. of, yeah. And, and you're just training your brain on 
when this amount of light is hitting my optic nerve, then it's time to go and eat this thing that might be in this area, which I guess is time. But to them, it's just this like specific sense they get. You know what it is? It's the fact that we contemplate death. That's pretty much it. So because I don't, I don't think, think they contemplate death. their own death. We I don't think it's death. death. I think it's failure. I think it's, it's we give ourselves a list of things we have to do before a date. We give ourselves a bucket list and I have to make this much money. I have to fall in love. I have to have this many kids. I have to have this house. I have to have this coffin, whatever thing people have to have before their thing. And so if people don't get to achieve that thing, they're like, cause when is it that, Oh, they were so young. Like they were so young when they died. We're like now at our age, if they're like, Oh, like we see Matthew Perry died. We're like, Oh, that he was young. Because <laughs> we're at a different age now. And if they would have told us this at 18, we would have been like, ah, seems like a 50-year-old guy has a heart attack in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, so we have the idea of time travelers, right? Yeah. So what if we are time, vessels of time? Would it, since we are the ones perceiving it, we are the time. We are it, like each and every single one of us. We have our own time. We have our own perception of it understanding of it we are the things that create everything here so what are we we are the time capsules that create moments of time we are the creators of time in a sense what about if we aren't at all what about times the lock on us that's why they want us to have a big bin it's the spell. And, uh, all of our yeah. phones have to match each other's and bezos wants a ten thousand year clock yes yeah. yeah, screw time y'all <laughs> well, that's for real. Exactly, though. Like, it's that's not reality. on your side. No, <laughs> it's not. I'm here to tell not. you the Rolling Stones are lying. Are so, lying. how do you get time on your side? Make you peace know, with your death and and ride with death as your homie. Realize that he's right there over your shoulder, and so you don't have time. It's realizing you're not immortal because we yo, all know that we're not, but so. most people act like they are. Like, oh, I got time. I got time. You matter, and they act like they're immortal, and they are not your matter is is gotta acknowledge them yourself is not immortal yourself is immortal yeah yeah and like exactly this this time this time is the vessel is not yeah what does anyone remember the movie with justin timberlake where everyone gets born and they're allotted like a certain amount of time i think everyone gets like 20 years no, we we talked just in time. I've seen it. Yeah, is that in, really what in, it's time. Ju- in time. In time. In time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen it. It's called just in time. Way just better <laughs> name for it, but absolutely. I've seen it. It's good. By the uh, way, this is summertime. But listen, we Summer. are time because <laughs> we are the currency. We're the th- we are the things that make things move. We are the flow. We are the energy. We are electricity. We are water. We are minerals. We are it all. We are it. I truly believe we can be the masters of time. I absolutely agree. Because yeah. even like somebody somebody in the chat had said like you can only you know travel to the future, you can't travel to the past. But I disagree with that too because if you've ever done a like a timeline healing for your own timeline, I think that you are your own guardian angel. I think that you go back and you freaking you can reset time. You can yeah. fix your own timeline. You can fix other people's timelines. You can fix your ancestors' timeline. Death is my spirit guide, I think. 
I've gone and it back. should be. <laughs> I've I've changed the past in my uh, reality so many times and for so many situations. I looked back, reframed them, and totally changed my perception of what the situation was. And that is the most healing fucking thing I learned in my life, like literally. And is that not time travel? That is time travel. Mm -hmm. Reliving that moment and experience and detail to the T and then understanding and learning the lesson and reshaping it instead of playing the victim. Why me? Oh, they, but in saying, okay, I know this energy. I know what to look out for. It kind of makes you aware of that energy that you were in. So when you face it again, you know what to do. It's like a, a guard. The past is kind of like a guard if you know how to use it. Yeah. If you know that whole idea, everybody always is like, oh, if I could time travel, I'd go back in time and kill baby Hitler. What if you know that movie with like Bruce Willis where he has to go back in time and like kill himself? <laughs> like, what if you're, you're like, oh, you find out one day you're, you're, Elon Musk, and you're like, oh no, I'm going to create Skynet and take over the world. Would you go back in time and do that movie? Like, Bruce, is, what's that other kid in it? I don't know. Would well, you ever one? see the alternate ending to Butterfly Effect with Ashton Kutcher? Uh-huh. The alternate ending is he goes through, it was like an Easter egg. It wasn't even on the stupid, you had to have the DVD and you had to like find the Easter eggs. But in the alternate ending, he goes back into the womb and he kills himself in his mother's womb. So that way he could like fix the timelines that he kept trying to fix. Oh yeah. I feel like I have seen it now. It was like, like uh strangle himself with like the cord. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That's like a crazy thing to think about, but maybe he, that's what they thought about. They were like, what if I'm Hitler? And then he's like, I show out kill myself in utero. And just put an end to this. That's a wild concept. Time. Time cop. But I do think time would be the way they would eventually, like if they were going to dock you and crypto credits and all this weird stuff you, it will be for your time. Like whatever you enjoy doing will cost you a certain amount of you putting in something you don't enjoy. That's Which what is we what do they're now. doing to you now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I read this crazy like well, if you're some people book do it, where they, they did living. they would take they would bleed you and your bleeding you would take your time, but they would take the elements from your blood and make actual coins with it. Hmm. So it was like kind of the whole kind of like adrenochrome type thing. Is it, it kind of mixes it all together. And where does time go when you sleep? Like when you don't dream. Like, let's say you're just in that dream, like not even dream space. You're just sleeping and you're in that blackness. So where does time even go? You can't even like you just go to sleep boop, and then you wake up. Well, it goes all to all the kids in Australia and China. That's what I always heard. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is interesting how you just fall asleep or like you're knocked out. Like you can actually get knocked out and then you'll come to and you'll be like, I felt like I was asleep for five hours and people are like no you got your lights knocked out is what happened you were only out for like 15 seconds but it's just so weird how that kind of stuff will happen to you in life and then 
you're on a stairmaster and it feels like you're on there for eight hours and you're like, I've been on here 45 minutes. Like, why can't I Every swap day. my sleep time? <laughs> it feels with the stairmaster time. So then sometimes I really believe hell just has to be where everything's so slow. So yeah. you must be just doing whatever you hate the most because that would be just what would, you know, because they're like, time flies when you're having fun. So that just must mean the highest heaven is like, oh, you're having the best time because it's just flying. Like what water just boils instantly in heaven. But like if you're in hell, you're always hungry. The wash like pot the, never boils. Water just like, yeah. yeah, just always slightly <laughs> bubbling, but never quite getting to a boil. Like, in a sense, we kind of do time travel in speed, but not like in a way that we think. Like when we get in our cars, we get to certain places quicker in a in a matter of time, like through speed. So like, like yeah, it's like compared to me on a horse, you would time travel and compared to Paranoid American and his Learjet, he would time yeah. travel. Yeah. And then so we'd all be Abby walking. But then, man, crip then walking. we're just making up, especially crip walking. But she probably has a fast <laughs> crip walk all that time at the gym. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but I also then we're also saying for you to get from point A to point B. So how much space can you cover and how much light does it take? You know, I always wonder if the missing piece of time traveling a whole person to the future or the past is water because matter, you know, can't really. Well, I'm glad you brought take that up. Yeah, can't really take that force <laughs> of like speed. So, what if they put a person in a bubble, like a hard bubble with water, and they have this air suit on and they can like teleport this thing super fast without hurting the person's body? What if they're doing it wrong and they're not using the right matter? Okay, I like where you're going with this because my brain the other day, which this is going to sound probably stupid, but no, it doesn't. We're just in the car, Nothing. right? And I'm my daughter sitting next to me, and I'm just all of a sudden I'm like, this is fucking trippy because if I slammed on the brakes right now, you know, and we would go flying through this car, but really we're just sitting still. How weird is that? You're sitting absolutely still, but you're freaking moving. Like that's why they say you don't feel that. the earth spin. That exact no, I know, same I know but I don't necessarily even believe that. So I know, well. but I'm just that is I know, the logic exactly. behind. But you can bring up Bermuda but it Triangle have to have, huh? with this and the whole idea of water and time travel yeah. and submarines going missing and boats going missing and then them returning and saying, right? Has any of these boats or ships or planes returned? Um, right? No. Well, we Abby brought up one of the trains, the last mm -hmm. thing, but the planes, some of them, people have different theories on what happened to them, if they're UFOs or whatever. And then there's the Bermuda Triangle. I think it's interesting that the movie Hot Tub Time Machine is a thing that we see. And Whoa. the Masons also, like, they go through a whole ritual when people die. And you know, we see all these other rituals happen with certain celebrities. What if they can leave their vessel inside of a bathtub to get inside of a different thing? Because we they see these things of like old Egyptians and they seem like they were laying in some kind of liquid in their carsophagus or something. Oh. So what if they're like being able to like hereditary or heredity or fallen, if they're able to do like, let's say there's a dark Shingami and I can hang myself if I can leave my spirit inside for long enough. You come by, I can jump. 
But if we can do the right ritual, the higher bloodlines come in. And if then we can pull an exact deity into us instead of just some flipping Cheney energy, we can get the Queen of England or fucking Joan of Arc or whatever people all say they are in their past life. Um, so then it makes me think of this water and these celebrities doing these certain things on these certain dates. Like, what do they know that we don't know? Well, <laughs> we come from water, the womb, and we travel from somewhere to get to the location and destination in my mom's vagina somewhere at some point. So, yeah, the water, I think, is the key. Well, check this out. So when like the dream hackers and stuff were working on a lot of this dream experimentation with lucid dreaming states, you could end Carlos Castaneda gets into this, too. When you travel, you don't have to be with your energy body. <laughs> <laughs> when you travel with your energy body, like, like in the dream state, you could act. You know, when you actually go somewhere in the dream state, you can wake up there if you do the twin position. So you're you have to put your body in the same position that your actual body is, like, and go to sleep in the dream. But to, in order to stay there, it takes a lot of energy. So what they do is people on the other side will throw you in a cold bathtub. You have to be in the cold ass water for like half an hour before like your body will stay in the new location. Interesting. Because that's how you can move physical like matter. Like Wim Hof. I wonder the if there's something that he's figuring out where he's like the trying cold to. water. Yeah. yeah. Stargates, um, they always have the water through the portal. It's always like a liquid. I'm telling you, and that's like that's what they are. That's what they're doing. They're moving. Okay. People don't realize dreaming is so much more complicated than you think. What if I could get together enough umbilical fluid? Could I get a ship <gasps> through something? We're doing some Frankenstein shit, right? Do they collect the umbilical fluid? Do they collect that? We don't know where fluid? it goes. It's the most one of the most expensive fluids on the planet, and they take it from you. Like they you take it, they take it in the hospital 100% of the time. They cut it right off the baby, and it's actually they, what should happen is they should leave it on the baby until it falls off completely. Like the whole entire thing, it'll be fine. The body will let it go, and it doesn't need it anymore. And it's like all the chemical between it, between the mother, is this like perfection, protection. It's like the divine masculine and feminine. It's like the feminine and thinks it's the most beautiful thing it's ever seen and the masculine is like i'm gonna protect it with everything i got so the mother and the baby have this chemical going between it and they just take it from them at the you hospital. should see what it looks like under a microscope too it's wild really um, yeah because Do they have that well i just happened to go i got to see it, it because i you know went into preterm labor and they were like checking to make sure that it, it was really the thing so they look, put it on the microscope microscope and had me come look at it and they're like it's one of my most favorite things to look at under the microscope i was like why and they're like well look it looks like a freaking fern it's the fractalness of it is just perfect and beautiful it's like the most beautiful structure oh my gosh really? i'm opening it up i want to see I, it I, it's really beautiful it for you i see something too but it just looks like a bunch of bats it was like it looks like a fern. It was yeah. Insane. That's what I'm looking at. <laughs> I guess it looked to me. I thought it was a bunch of bats at first. D -D -D. I swear it looks prettier than that. D D D. It's just this crazy structure. It's not oh, like any other. It's not like regular water. See, that doesn't even look. I swear, what I looked at looked perfectly like. I think they do this on purpose. They edit it to make it not look as a wow. I think it, it looks beautiful. Because it looks like a like an actual like frond of a. Hmm. Well, 
to get out of here. Let's stop giving all this free advertisement to fucking Google. <laughs> 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 That's my favorite when people are like, I'm out doing something like this, and they're like, oh, you're Googling. You need to use oh, what? Tell me. Tell me what they don't have. Tell me what they don't own. I need a Russian search engine, do I? <laughs> Alt of this like, demand. <laughs> Hold on. Let me track that on my personal tracking device, and then let me not use Google on this thing. <laughs> I don't care at this point. Hillary, come bleach my emails. <laughs> we do it all the quote unquote time. Like with a cloth? Yeah, old school style, like wax on, wax off. <laughs> Can so you if, imagine me an old ass Hillary? If time Scrubbing. is a perception thing, like you, you brought up the hummingbirds. And uh, like if your metabolism is running like a hummingbird, and your perception of the time is so fast, like in the Toltec uh, mythology, like the uh, <laughs> the uh, warriors were the hummingbirds. Like the they were the ones that were. And if you watch hummingbirds, like in the mornings, I'll come out here and, and watch the hummingbirds in the in the backyard, and they're feisty. Like they're mean to each other. They're always fighting, and that's like that frantic energy. But if all we see is them fighting, but we don't see their their little seconds of like, like their gratitude for their babies or their their love for each other or whatever like that. It's to them, it's to us, it'd be in the small scale of time is like a, what is it? A plank slack or something like it's from the, it's <clears throat> after Max Planck who did all the quantum uh, studies and stuff. Uh, from all the quantum theory comes from Max Planck and the smallest amount of time is the Planck particle or whatever it is that the smallest amount of time if we're operating in that kind of space like you're talking about Abby's talking about like your your time from your birth and then you're chasing your death everything is condensed in between those those spaces if the hummingbird only has this amount of time and we have whatever 72 years or whatever <clears throat> it's all perception and that's just proof that everything is is in here where we can we can manipulate the time because it's how we're perceiving it so if we can get beyond like in your dream you're you're not subject to that time you're not you're not in the matter you're outside of the matter so, or you're in a different matter. So it's all perception is all, is all about how we take it in. Like an owl will just sit there and wait. Like that's why they're the guardians. Like they'll just sit, wait for the opportunity. The opportunity comes and then they take it. And, no, and they don't know, nothing knows what hit them because they're quiet. Whereas a hummingbird strikes real fast. Like that's why the warriors in South America use that as their, their totem. I wonder how like a bear going through hibernation experiences time. Like when a when the bear wakes up, you know, does that feel like they just slept for months or does it is it like going in the jail? Like you do you do like one really long day in jail, right? Like the day you go in, day you go out. Is that is that kind of like hibernation? I don't know. That, that's another one too. I don't know if you've ever heard time. that before. Like I was going to ask about that in general, because there's all these different, um, I was going to ask you guys about military time. 
different, like from boot camp to just service, because people are like, I can't get out college time and then jail time. If you've ever spent a night in jail or time in <laughs> a military long and jail, are probably very similar. All of the above. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it just it's like that idea to me. It's just like I you know, everybody was talking about in slow death of, of near death experiences. And I've had a few of those in life. I've had like near drownings and how slow that went. But then I've had a long near death experience of recent. And I will tell you that I had like this one week where I thought it was three weeks, like the time went so slow because my body was so close to death. It was absorbing that flash moment, but for the whole long thing. And when I looked at a real calendar, I was in disbelief that three, I was like, no, it was three weeks. I knew it was three weeks that went by. There was no possible way it was less than a week. It made me, it made me mentally, like I felt like I was losing my mind. It was the most amount of, so it's just like that split second thing for too long of watching like that would be a superpower if everything went that slow no it would make you crazy you would become the mad hatter it I would make you that crazy. where if you existed on a whole different time frame than everyone else every breath you felt every blink you felt every time you got up you didn't realize how many times in the day you used the bathroom or sipped water it's like those little monotonous things that's what happens in that moment of like almost a car crash but instead of it just being like my foot went on the brake and I clenched all my muscles and my arm went across my child and I turned just left at the right time it was like and then I opened the fridge <laughs> and then I grabbed my water it was just, it was maddening yeah. but it, I just wonder if all the time death like that near death if it, it's like makes it almost that sweet like it makes life like here it is every second of it drink it up yeah even yeah. if it's in this big or in this big that's the one truth we all have in common is death death mm -hmm. unless what you're a vampire just being in the presence of death triggers your your mind or your body into that same state right so i'm just trying to imagine what if you had the power at any moment by will to just be like go into car crash mode where I'm just recording everything and time slows down. If you could really do that at your own whim, it's like that limitless drug or movie, right? Where you take the pill and you're just like thinking a hundred times the speed of anyone else. If you could just jump into that and out of that may, what if like the way that you can jump in and out of that is, you know, putting your body in proximity to someone that is actually dying, you know, so that it like kind of triggers like almost an osmosis, sympathetic mad i don't know i'm just so uh, I'm just you need to watch the oa because this oa talks about near-death experiences it's a show on netflix and there's a scientist in there who um captures an angel the oa um and they this mad scientist practices near-death experiences on these captured victims that he's captured and locked away and um what happens is these people who go through near-death experiences actually jump timelines and go into their other realities that exist when they split timelines, when they're about to die. They, they split timelines and they have another reality, but it's them 
but they come from that same source of being a child. It's such a great show. I don't know if any, I know Cheney's seen it. I don't yeah, know if you guys seen it, favorite. but it's my favorite show that exists right now. I haven't seen it. I, I just realized that it sounds so close to the OC that I guess I just always thought it was like, I thought it was going to be like that too. And then, yeah, no, it's so great, so man. And it also talks about what, what are those um, plant beings that they um, make humans out of them? What are those things called? Uh, Tree folk? <laughs> um, no, I forgot what the name is, man. They look like root plants, but they make humans out of them or they're kind of like alive. Bonsai? What was it? Bonsai? I don't remember. I have to look it up. But anyway, they he the that mad scientist also experiences on people okay. and right. growing them in the ground like doppelgangers with these, I guess, some kind of root in their brain or their ear that grows. It's so fucking crazy. You have to watch the show. What's trippy is that that's completely based on the dream hackers, the Russian dream hackers. Like that's all their research and everything was put in that show. So th between that and Carlos Castaneda's work. So that's why I always liked it. It's like, it's in my wheelhouse. And the star of it, she wrote it and stuff. Like, yeah, she's so she's got to be. And, and then she's Russian it. in it, yeah. you know? So she's affiliated with these dream hackers because, like, you know how they do the whole, like, dream experiments where people are going in there and they're sleeping and then they're just whispering in there their dreams, their little, they Man record the dreams. That's, um, this Russian group did it for, like, several months. They had, like, like, over a thousand participants and they were the ones who were doing all that experimentation in Russia. And one I of found the, the word mandrakes. Of That's the, the whole idea. Yeah. The mandrakes. Um, and what, people. When they went into the dreams, they would have to eat something alive. And then if they ate something alive inside their dream, they could come back from death every time. And uh, one of the things that sticks with me, they all have, interesting names and so one of the dudes and its name's homer and uh he the one they he keeps going to this place and it's almost like is this heaven is it hell is it past is it, i don't want to give anything away but one of my favorite lines in that is where he's like oh my gosh i realized for the first time like he what he because he kept crawling to an end of a tunnel every time in this dream and so he realized for the first time that he wasn't crawling to the end of something he was somewhere for the first time. And it's like so often in our dreams, we're like going toward the light or they even say in our death idea, go toward the light or don't go toward the light because you're in a place. You don't have to go down the tunnel. And I think that sometimes when people are like, they have that moon idea that the moon's there like a soul sucker trying to convince us to keep going back in, going toward the light and we shouldn't. And so that's almost gave me that idea of like, we shouldn't be going to the light at all. We should like, but it's that movie Souls too, where it tries to convince you to go to the light right away. That's the whole goal. Don't get, don't don't stay in heaven. Your whole job is that you want to keep being a soul. You want to keep being the bottom of a shoe. Yeah, I'm gonna turn <laughs> away and I'm gonna go to the other light, not that false light. I'm gonna turn around, and go the other way, the other light. Or you're in a place. Or you're in a place. You're not in a tunnel. That's that, the yeah. whole, yeah, like, what if you just stop and stay there? Go and into the dark, Caroline. Go into the Caroline. Have you guys seen that movie, Souls? Mm -hmm. I've seen it. It was fantastic. It was cute. 
Fantastic. I didn't like it at all. I, I mean, I got it. I just thought it was the awful for children. Oh, I yeah. Thought, oh, yeah. we're talking about the Disney movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was a very, like, um, for some reason, they're telling them about death in this way, and I didn't like it. I thought I felt like it was a, Not for a brainwash. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. a little too deep or something. And I even Wait, felt like no, the lead Walt character. <laughs> I, know, I cried. Right? I, I even cried. felt like the lead character wasn't, he wasn't a right lead character for Jill. He was like, I'm bitter about life. I'm an old <laughs> music teacher. <laughs> it was like, he wasn't set up for kids at all. <laughs> it's an odd movie, but oh, yeah, all the Walt Disney. Um, have you guys ever made a time capsule in your life? Yes, I have. I did once. They were the coolest thing ever when in the 90s, at least. I remember Nickelodeon had a big time capsule that they they buried under Nickelodeon Studios. And, you know, no one cares about them anymore, though. When's the last time they did a big time capsule anything? I don't get it. Like, we did it at our elementary school. And I swear that they put on there, like, the year 5000 something. I'm like, this isn't even going to be standing then. What the fuck? (laughs) But then we made one. Me and my stoner friends, we were all sitting around in high school. And we were so freaking high. And we're like, let's make a time capsule. So we decided to like bury our stash. You know, we're like, oh, we'll come back and we'll smoke this in like <laughs> 10 years. And like, the best bury it. ever. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> three days later, we dug it up. We're like, oh shit, we better go dig that up. We need that. <laughs> it didn't last. I would get it, it made it three days into the future. We're going to get arrested five years from now. We better go get that. <laughs> Might as well just do it. <laughs> Do you guys remember anything you put in your time capsules? I think Barbies. Yeah, baseball cards. There's a couple Barbies that I put. With if you clothes. were to put something in a time capsule today, if they were to dig up 50 years from now, what would you put in that represented? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Everything's there's nothing's real. They'd be anymore. like, what's that's this code for? Everything's a digital. phone. I would put a phone in there for sure. Like one of our. You, I can't even find a charger to charge my old iPad or old iPod. I'm like, can you imagine if we put a phone in there with a charger? Like the chargers update every. So what if you leave it charged and, you know, just keep it turned off? It'll die. Eventually. (laughs) It'll still die. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Eventually it's just going to. That's annoying. Did Can they I do just, that on purpose? <laughs> if if we really legitimately had to make time capsules right now today, drugs, guns, and rock and roll would have to go into mine because none of those three things will expire. <laughs> They're almost expired rock already. Good, good drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the good drugs. Yeah. Quaaludes. I wish somebody would have put some quaaludes inside a time capsule because <laughs> that's the one drug I haven't been able to get my hand on my whole year. Entire life. Just a truck full. Uh, Just bury a semi full of quaaludes yeah. in the seventies. That's what you do. You go back there, to the- you need to go look at my my friend's mom found a whole jar of them in an old um, storage unit. That's a, that would be the place to find them. And turned them in immediately. I, I mom. I think I'd write a book and like Where's write all my thoughts of what I believe my worldwide view is. 
and I'll like just tell people like, hey, this is how the world is at this time. We did this, this and this. I know it seems crazy, but I'll put in depth of what this world is like and my perception of it. And yeah, and put in there and hopefully someone will read it and be like, wow, this is the world one day. Cool. I'll tell them that everything that ever was printed was a lie. And this is the truth in this. this. <laughs> and then people will carry it around like it's a Bible. You'll call it the gospel. <laughs> The diary of a young girl. Or, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to call that my struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't mistranslate my struggle one day. And, and then it they'll start scary. to worship Layla. <laughs> no one's allowed to ever have a struggle and write about it again. Isn't no. that funny how that works? <laughs> yeah. And then, hmm. and then I'll tell them my name means darkness. And so then they'll think I'm the moon goddess. <laughs> <laughs> so you, really quickly in less than 50 years in one time capsule god pill is a vampire she yep. already is hillary clinton in one time capsule she's like and then i'll rule the world and i'll have a bible <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> i'll tell people the truth as it is to me and then people will carry it around like it's the it's the word it's the, it's the good it's the word, word. I mean, I'll put flesh on it. I'll bind it. I'll write it with special ink and everything. Make it the living word. I'm trying to think. Is there anything that word. screams right now besides our phones or word. something digital? Oh, like there, do we have a? We don't really have a, our own fashion right now. It's just pieced together all fashions that have already existed, right? Yeah, kind of a mix. Hmm. Yeah. There's nothing that really. I don't know. Is there something that's so 2023? That you'd be like, this is timeless. If you go in New York, it's very weird. The trend is very weird. It's like just wear whatever you think, like piece it all together and make it art. And some outfits are pretty cool. I'm not going to, I'm not going to front. And then they also, but part of the thing too, you have to pick a pronoun to go with your outfit each day. (laughs) And they call that art too. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, don't mean to pick on your pronoun. I do think that there were some moments in time recently that did have like unique aspects to it. Like again, I mean, '90s is unbiased, right? You know, '80s, '90s kid, but '90s also felt like the first time that you had this concept of sampling and where it was intentional. And it was like, yeah, I stole a little bit of that and a little bit of that, and I put it together. So what? Now it's cool. Mm And I own this new, you know, configuration of these things. <clears throat> Taco Bell came into existence, right? What is Taco Bell? than just like sampling Mexican food and rearranging it in like 20 different ways. But, but I feel like there was this whole extra version of culture where it was like, it's okay to mix and match and make your own version of stuff. With everything, that, the music and everything. Yeah, every, like everything. Like, like sublime. You know, yeah, like, sublime or like Link Limp Biscuit, you know, yeah. with like, everything. Everything good has already been written. It's just everybody takes from little pieces of everything else. But it, it did feel like one of the composing. first times that everything was collaborating with everything else, you know, like yeah. country and, and rap. It like there was no other time that I'm I never thought that so that would work and it totally works. I'm like, but well, maybe it's, it's the best genre thing. ever, clearly. Yeah, I know, right? Timeless. Coffee. Huh? What did I see my coffee? Before you ask, what is you have to explain what it is that you're doing. 
Okay, so I drink um, Turkish coffee, and it's a coffee that has the coffee grinds in it, and it's very fine, like powder fine. Um, and you make the coffee. I add three spoons of sugar, three spoons of coffee, put it over a stovetop, let it rise and boil, and I put it in my coffee cup. So I drink my coffee, but with an intention, like, I don't know, like maybe love life because I'm single, single for 10 years, celibate for two, just saying. Them. <laughs> but anyway, so that my intention was love. Like what, what could my love expectations be or whatever? So um, I drink my coffee and then I turn it over. Well, I kind of spin it three times to the right and three times to the left and I turn it over and I just let it do its thing. And what I have here is big hold on pink you guys can try and make it out but i know i have a crack here but it's my favorite cup and i refuse to throw it away is this a raw shock test yeah it's kind of the exact same idea so this is what came up i don't know if it's two people two things i mean i Um, I totally see the mad hatter on the right and alice on the left yeah but like every figure this i feel like is a sphinx right here like its tail yeah and then right here um i don't know i'm still trying to make it out and then that symbol right here means something so i have to be in like in my zone to kind of read it and then that white figure means something um but each thing has like a side this means something that little white spot means something so I'm not great at it, but I try my best to see what I can see in my own view. Like here, I see a little key right there. So some, I'm going to be opening something new, but it's going to take time. And it's behind the Sphinx's tail or underneath the Sphinx's tail. And it looks like a fish on top of the Sphinx. And the Sphinx is kind of going like this. And there's like kind of like a smoke coming up. So it's like probably a manifestation of something. Or a gift? I don't know. I just ask questions. Is there anything about it being coffee or Turkish coffee or, or anything at all more specific that makes that something different than saying like, you know, I had alphabet cereal and like, yeah. and letting so, like the letters. Some people do tea. Um, some people tea. do coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this type of coffee, the figures are just so much more detailed and so like way better than tea leaves. Like you can right, like, yeah. cause like the ground up ones, it's like a higher resolution almost. Yeah. It's like 3d. Okay. So that's why I prefer doing it this way because sometimes the whole cup is just covered with stuff. And my intention was just very small. Am I going to meet somebody? And to me, it looks like that. Yes. And it looks like a good thing for me. The Sphinx is like, wise i don't know wise still calm you know ain't i don't know wisdom like old but wisdom you know that's what i think a lion of judah so yeah i do that sometimes guys i'm i'm i have my witchy tendencies if you think this is you know it's not real i don't know if this is really telling my future 
Okay. This is just, I'm asking a question and maybe like I'll see something that'll reference to something, but I will tell you, you when I had my coffee red time, I don't know. Here's what happened when I had my coffee red overseas. And that's why I know like, this is some crazy shit. Um, I had this coffee red up in the village in the mountains when I went overseas in Skopje. And I think they were my cousins and they were reading the cup and they said, Layla, something is going to, I don't want to say because it's so bad, but something's going to happen in nine days or nine weeks, nine months, but it's a nine. Nine days later, my brother was shot and he was shot on the ninth. And it was just like crazy how it all, like it showed. And she said, it's going to be really bad. It's going to change your entire life. I don't know what it is, but I need to tell you it. And that's what kind of made me believe that, hmm, this is something I should get into. It was a sign. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's like very old that they've been yeah. doing it like thousand years or something shit. Yeah, I they've been. That sounds like disrespectful. Thousand years. No, no, that. This is this time. goes back into like ancient Rome, ancient Illyria, Palgesia. Like this is a, I don't know if it's with coffee, but I definitely know it's with tea and other mm-hmm. mushrooms and you know you other think herbs. Be valid with like strawberry quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't if know. Ground. If it, like if, if you it, put like too much in and like it's raw like milk. super saturated, you drink it all, and then there's just like a thin layer of like pink crystalline sugar on the bottom could you t- technically read that or if it does the same effect of like sticking to the glass on the mm. outer absolutely i'm just wondering like, like, like would there be a difference that like that came through like this conglomerate you know demon machine of of mars you know corporation versus ground by you know i don't know peruvian children i don't know i don't know Um, one time when I was a kid, I was like, Ooh, quick. And I was like, so excited. Cause I was like a little chubby kid and I couldn't wait to like get a spoonful of quick my, while my mom wasn't looking. So I took the like container. Cause when we were younger, it was like a, a tin that ashes would come in. Yeah, dude, you, could, <laughs> you could cut yourself on one of those things, right? You had to open it with like a screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> You had to like open it with an old tank yeah. thing that you, you got from a miles of snow, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to open up this like lid, and you like I stuck in the spoon <laughs> to get the, like a huge spoonful, like a tablespoon yes. of it. And I was so excited, and then like my mom opened the door, and I was like stuck it in my mouth real quick. Oh, I think I was gonna sneak it, but it was like I just I I might as well have been trying to chew like eight saltine crackers at once without water. Yeah, it was like, like the cinnamon challenge or whatever yeah, the hell it exactly is. That's exactly what it was. So my mom was like, what are you doing? And I was like, nothing, but it was just like <laughs> <laughs> like a little fucking a sneak. cloud. <laughs> yeah. Note to self. When I die, I want my ashes to be in a quick container. <laughs> like an old school quick container. That's what I want that's what I want in the time capsule. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck is happening here? Not one of those new ones. Not a plastic one. I know I was wondering too because they were saying something about like people going down and deep in a sub, they age less. 
And then I remember like them saying something when people went up in a plane, how they would all age them because their body wasn't using their muscles at all because of the lack of gravity. This is all whatever. I know flat earth arguments. Yeah, this is all theory. Um, But I was wondering, like, because of the time flies when you're having fun, is there something like do pilots, like if you're actually flying more, are they older or younger? Like if you spend more time off the ground. um, Look at Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Fair enough. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, because there, he was a Scientologist. There is that idea that the higher you go, that the time slows down. Like, in theory, your face is ages slower than your feet. Like, you're perceiving time theoretically slower the higher you are. Like, up in space, space, we're just talking theory. Don't get pissed off, people. Um, <laughs> space, space, time, so, light. Hey, my Bible. The vacuum. <laughs> okay, so in... Warner Von Braun dick sucker, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a series of books called... Uh, uh, oh, fuck, what is it? Mormon Dude wrote these about... It was some sort of messiah Bring them young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you wrote this story about these, even that that name makes me insane. It was brought by a white newt, a white lizard. Bring them young. Um. <laughs> oh fuck! It'll come. Ender's Game. Oh, that was it. Ender's Game. So Ender's Game. The story is that they bring this kid up on video games, kind of thing. They teach them how to do this warrior stuff. This fighting in this simulation and then they really do it like out there they're they're actually doing it in they're just essentially running a a uav of some sort like a drone and they're shooting all the aliens in in space eventually this guy goes up into space and is in uh earth orbit or whatever and he's up in space and they're traveling faster than light or whatever and he comes back and it's been generations because if you're going at that speed, supposedly time slows down, right? And that's the theory. So in 30 years, this guy has uh, crossed 150 or whatever and comes back to earth and everybody's like, oh my God, he's the Messiah. That idea. Hmm. Like that uh, Matthew McConaughey movie interstellar right yeah 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 i think they touch it on it it looks so real there's also uh there's a movie called the man from earth that has a similar premise in a way where it's just about a dude named john that happens to just never die and because this one dude named john learns from like all the smart people that have ever lived eventually they kind of refer to him as like jesus and he's like i'm not jesus i'm not special i just don't die right the invincibility that's the uh that's where you get vampire where you start wondering of how long you'd be invincible you either would become a supervillain or a superhero both both you'd probably play both if you were invincible you'd just have some bad years (laughs) (laughs) 
And then you'd have some repenting to do. <laughs> working you first and out. What happens? <laughs> you're always a villain to somebody. So if you're going to be a hero, you're the villain yeah. to the. You're a villain to the villains. Yeah, like Effective. the Joker's just extra traumatized by Batman. Right. Yeah. Like Fuck it's just that. adding to the trauma. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing to him, Batman? <laughs> Isn't time just constantly nowness? Just constantly now, now, no future, no past. It's just constantly <laughs> now. <laughs> the now, now. It's the, the only now, time now. that exists. All the rest is yeah. imaginary. It's the now, now. That's what I mean. Like day and night is like, like we. It's always just now. And as far as face aging first, I was listening to you, Gordy. The reason why your face ages first is because people don't realize you have shit tons of muscles on your face and you never, ever work them. So aging is a fucking lie, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, for example, you know, have you seen those people who have like the huge gums when they smile? They're like, like really gummy. Me. Okay, you have like four different muscles in your face that you can use to smile. It's because they use these muscles right here and they pull their lip up when they smile. So it's not necessarily that they have huge gums. It's just that that's the only muscle that they're training in their face instead of learning their other pocket smiles and all that, which use four different muscles. So if you're not using the meat on your head and exercising it, it's eventually going to sag and be catabolic, especially if you're fasting all the time and freaking allowing your body to eat its muscle every day to build its muscle back up, then you're going to eventually, it's going to take it from your face, the place that you don't work. You're right. I know. You're absolutely right. right. Yeah. Muscles everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just open your eyes. That's a big part of it. Like people do that forehead thing. Like they have wrinkly ass foreheads and it's because they like open their eyes like this with their, with their forehead, but just try open your eyes with your eyes. I do the gua sha. Smizing. You can't open with too much of your eyes because then you look insane. What's wrong with that? (laughs) (laughs) There's a difference. I don't mind if people think I'm crazy, but I don't want them to think I look insane. Oh, like, uh, what's her name? AOC? And her crazy eyes. I can't stand her. Her crazy (laughs) eyes. She make crazy eyes at me. Crazy eyes. Um... I know it feels like a, I don't. I can't talk politics. It will not be fun. I can't. You can't even AOC me. It will not be fun. <laughs> no, I actually. <laughs> um, what about time is of the essence? Means it's valuable. You feel like that is so. Is time the most valuable commodity? I mean, second most the valuable commodity in my right, fellas. No, but I'm serious. Like, is it the most valuable commodity? Yeah. It I'm doesn't like, have think, a constant value, though. Like, I think of, like, the average age of 77 years old of a human, and then I think, oh, my God, my parents are, like, 66. What, they have another 10 years? Like, What? It just, it makes things so bittersweet. That you want to get even a little bit darker and more bittersweet on that. But how often do you see your parents? Like how many times a year? I live with them. <laughs> okay. I take care of them. Okay. Well, so, so there's another, there's a concept though. Like if, if you don't live in the same <laughs> 
place as your parents, right? And you see them like, I don't know, let's say even on a, a high end once a month, you multiply that by the number of years. There's like a very real hourglass where like you can see every grain of sand where it's like if some people that live on different sides of the country, right? If your parents are 70 or 80, you might legitimately have only double digits in like the number of times you'll ever see them in person again. And every yeah. time you see him for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, it's just like one more of those little grains of sand kind of falling. And it's it's crazy because it goes from three digits to two digits to one digit almost. Yeah. Yeah. They, the fraction, you know, like the youth is wasted on the young because the fraction of remember how long Christmas used to take to get here? then you get older and you're like, I feel like Christmas was just here yesterday. Oh, my God. They have the Christmas decorations up after October. Like <laughs> all that stuff. But it's really just because the fraction of a day is so small to you every day that goes by. So it's like one day to a four-year-old is so long. But one day to an 80-year-old, like no wonder they barely made it to the fridge. And they're moving slower. So it's like their time is actually a oh, smaller that's so fraction. Cool. Yeah. But you're <laughs> also like physically moving way slower <laughs> through time that you're experiencing going faster. Wow, that's crazy. It's, it's a like, snowball effect. Yeah, it's like going like four times as slow when you combine all those different elements together. And then you hurt. So that, you know how if you hurt, like you just stub your toe in a day, how the whole day is a little harder. The whole day you're like, gosh, tomorrow when my toe doesn't hurt, I'm going to be grateful for it. And you're not, you're not grateful. You never even think about that toe again until you next time you bang it on the corner of the table. Yeah. Like it's, you're not, you don't think about it, but the day that it hurts, every step is like, oof. Oh my. So then when you're older, you're old, you're moving slower and your fraction of a day is one day of 82 years. And everyone you know is dead. <laughs> oh, sorry. I like, they just throw that one on top. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. I know. That's why a lot of the old people, when they get to a certain age, and they're like, I'm good. Like, you're like, don't you hope you live another 10 years, Grandma? They're like, I'm no, no, I'm good. I've had enough of you guys. I've had enough of your mother. They'll tell you things, too. Like. I've been around you guys for too long and you're like, grandma. <laughs> so here's a question. If technology that. gets really progressive and we have a chance to live forever. And it starts voting for liberals and like, I'm going to, oh, you just mean like faster. <laughs> if we can regenerate ourselves, you know, the whole idea, I forgot what movie it was where the Pharaoh comes from outer space and the pyramid. But he says that the human body is the most, I guess, regenerative body and the quickest to regenerate. So if you take that idea and have the ability, the ability to live a long life, would you take that opportunity and would time even be a thing then? Yeah, Would time if even your be a body thing? isn't deteriorating and you're not having to wear adult diapers and shitting yourself, then yeah, why not? Let's do this, you know? But but once it goes there, I'm done. I ain't fucking playing with this shit no more. <laughs> I actually had a friend um, that I used to work with and we used to chat like 
pretty much any time we were like sad at work, we would cheer each other up by pretending like the next people that came through the door were going to turn <laughs> us into vampires. <laughs> I mean, would you though? Wait, but <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the funny thing he said to me. Like this one couple came through one night, and he's like, "Up." Oh, there they are our vampire mommy and daddy are you ready and i was like uh i don't know and he's like <laughs> like because it's like i just kept him and holland about the last few people and he was like look at girl i'm going to be real honest with you you better make up your mind soon you're losing good time and i was like yeah if you were a vampire you want wouldn't want to be turned at 60. yeah like you would want to get turned like right now, right now. No, like, but see, I'm the person who I'm like, I'm going to be stuck with this body forever. So I would be at a perfect age now. I'm like, fuck yeah, I love my body. But if I would have done it 10 years earlier, I would have been pissed. Yeah. Yeah, so, but you could get that body. Right. No. Well, can you? If your body's I think dead, so. I think you're, I think you're stuck with what you got. Yeah. So if I was, had yeah, the there's no fat the vampire, I'd be like, dude, give me three months. Give me, give me three to five months so I can get my shit in line. Yeah, but there is no bat vampires. That's what I mean. It must be something about the feeding. Like there isn't. Do you ever really see a fat? There's old vampires. There's kid vampires, but there's Maybe never obese vampires. True Blood. There was a, a few, right? Wasn't the the guy Milton from Office Space? Wasn't he like a fat vampire? Yeah, he was out of shape, but I mean, he wasn't even hardly half a Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, vampire. <laughs> She wouldn't have even a fat shame. You, you think no one, no one just wants to turn the fat vampires because they're like, ah, oh, they're gonna eat, they're gonna like suck up all the the good That's blood. That's a good like, point. You know, but really, just a good point. If you're a vampire, are you gonna go around being like, you know, who I'm gonna make the fat one. <laughs> so, if, like, if you had the chance to become a vampire, let's say you are a vampire, so then time is not even a freaking thing anymore. So the ruler really is, if you think about it, death kind of in a sense but it's still cause and effect right yeah yeah they're yeah. not subject to time but it's still they're still subject to cause and effect because i guess that's where it would become you become kind of not good or bad because you want to fuck with everything right like you get bored after a while of doing yeah. only the good thing or i wonder I don't know. I wonder if these people in control are vampires and are just bored and they just stir shit up like a game. Just for fun. Or just like a dollar bet. Like Immortal. you've never seen the movie Trading Places. Like money's not real. So it's really right. just at one point when we own everything and we rule the world and we like weapons, who cares? We can just, it's really just a game between me and you. The dollar bet is insignificant. It's just a bet. We're just like, so if we really have 6,000 years on the planet together, we might be best friends at some times. We might be mortal enemies. It's yeah. just a game. And so then it's just like uh, sometimes we rule different countries. Sometimes we want to progress our humans of our country. Sometimes we want to take all the humans away and start again. Yeah, it's like when you own everything and have every resource that you need and like literally no laws affect you and your family and bloodline, I would think, yeah, let me stir some shit up, start a war here, start a war here, and that's it. Not just wars, but whatever, poverty, let's make a flood here, let's control the weather here, let's rebuild here. Do you think you'd ever be like... Technology. We love them. We can make them better. 
I would love that. But I feel like our higher selves do that for us instead of these things. But if we were vampires, we might not attach to higher self anymore. Um, We might just be like, this is it. (laughs) This is it. You get shut off from from the spirit. Okay, speaking of vampires, we always hear the lore of vampires of like virgin's blood. So one of the things with time that is fucking pressed on all of us in pretty much all the religions is your first time. So do you think there's a significance in it? Was there a significance of it with you? Do you feel like it's a person you'll never forget? Would you Shit, impress I upon it to your like children? Madonna. I should have wore a, I should have been like my first time. <laughs> I should have been like a virgin. There'll be other shows. There might be a Man, whole show called Madonna or Mary or virgin. or virgin coming up. There we go. <laughs> and we could all talk about how we <laughs> lost our virginities. Oh, my well, I actually am terrible. asking you that right now about your first time. Oh, my first time was, <laughs> Oh, you guys want to know about my first time. I'll tell you about my first Bring time. It. My first time was with this guy who I was arranged engaged with. All right. And he wanted to know if the goods were good. You know? Arranged like, and engaged for the people that don't know. Yeah. You mean a- arranged? Arranged. Like- I the man was chosen for me. Okay? Was there a dowry? I I don't know. All I know is I met this gentleman for half an hour at a cafe shop and I was interviewed and I was asked the weirdest questions. I was like, "Oh, no way am I going to be with this man." Um, but I just did it to please my parents because I was a highly conditioned conditioned uh child at the time, virgin, 19 years old. And I went on this date half an hour and he's asking me, have you ever been to a club? Have you ever kissed a guy? Have you ever did this? Have you ever did that? And 19 years old. Oh, um, anyway, so, um, he wanted to know if I was a virgin before he married me. So I wasn't okay with that, but I was stuck in a situation where either I don't and just wait it out and just, just wait for the wedding night, but he was adamant about finding out. And it's kind of customary the way that we are conditioned that to go ahead and do that because he's going to marry you anyway. Anyway, I gave him my virginity and, um, I did something that virgins aren't supposed to do. So when you're having sex and you kind of want to please yourself down there, you know, cause I watched porno you know, this is America, like modern. <laughs> so, oh yeah, he was from overseas, by the way, and he was here on a green card. That's another thing. So um, he saw what I did and he backed up and he asked me, what the fuck are you doing? And slapped me in the face and I kicked him and I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? I was like, you're never fucking touching me again. And that's when shit went downhill. So that was my first experience. Well, that's some mafia fucking New York shit. Yeah, Albanians are fucking nuts. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Mine was kind of crazy okay, too. But I learned from that. You know, it was a great experience. I knew what marriage was going to taste like if I went that route. So I fought like hell. And here I am, wiser than ever, single still, 10 years, celibate for two, just saying. Holla at your girl. <laughs> Isn't it, is it after that point is, are you less valued in your culture because you're no longer a virgin? 
Um, back in the day, um, my, this is what my dad thought when I wanted to end things. He said, who the hell is going to want you? Um, you're going to have to end up getting married with an old man with five kids somewhere in the mountains. Nobody's going to want you. I'm feeding that in my head that I'm worthless, but that was how he was raised. He was raised in that type of mentality and our face and our culture means a lot. So if you're tarnished in that sense, you're not worth a lot, but that has changed in the past a lot in the past. What, how long has it been? I'm 36 now. So 19, that's a long time. I can't do the math. Is it weird that we, as a culture, we let things go. uh, Like we've been talking about so much, like it was a different time. Like somebody can say something like racist, you know, now that 10 years ago it wasn't, or they're like, oh, that's my grandfather, but he's from a different time, or that's my dad, or we were saying space and time. So there's a different space on this globe or flat earth or this mm-hmm. realm that you can go to that it's not, it's like a different space or a different time, and yeah. then it's okay. A different yeah. truth is allowed. Well, what if it's the fraction aspect too, right? So like grandma being racist she's only being racist for a second within like her 80 year lifespan. But if you're a 20 year old fresh out of college, like you're taking the brunt of like, you're feeling that offense, like, you know, a hundred times the amount of time you're like experiencing it way longer than grandma experiences it. She just throws it out there and it's gone immediately. But you know, someone that's younger latches onto it and they, they feel it for, I don't know, hours, days, weeks, who knows? (laughs) Yeah, that is so. But then it's like those kind of things, any of the isms, are those just relying on space and time? Which is all just pretty much like everything we live under is this phony construct. Yeah, I believe. (laughs) Of kind of space and time and who owns (laughs) what space and who has your time for what amount. But even owning space is fake, like... Yeah, but even even land or who owns, you know, like whether whether it's a a government or a religion or a, a deed, whatever thing like that's space for me to go from my space to your space takes time because I'm just going through space. <laughs> it's so wild. And then you I don't know. I just like what year are we really in? <laughs> like what the fuck like who was who were the first people truly like are we year 10,000 of humanity like what do we count years as years like the begin of beginning of humanity or the death of Jesus or Moses or the Chinese calendar the Muslim calendar there's so many calendars we have the Kodak calendar calendar it's just and carbon then- dating <laughs> the extra day, the Vedar day. But even carbon dating is not real. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm being stupid. Yeah, but it's like, because then they're like, how old's that? Because phone? really, that's as old it. as the rock. Well, how old's that rock? As old as the tree. Well, how old's that tree? As old as the bone. It's been here 10 million years, but really, we don't even know anything that's been here 10 million years. So, yeah, it's it's all silly. Maria brings up a great point about how time is missing like a couple hundred years. And it brings me to the point of like how these old books that we have in history um, dated I-529 or J-1000 
723 went or on buildings where they should be built in the ninth, uh, let's say 1700s, but it says I-729 or J-729 on the building. So like a lot of these, what does the I and J represent in these old texts and books? I don't know. I went down that rabbit hole, but it just led me nowhere. <laughs> does it represent I? I wonder. I wonder. Time. <laughs> I was looking up all the songs with time. Go on, Gordy. Any of you guys have missing time? Missing time as in what? Like, like you don't remember? Like what happened? Yeah. Every day pretty much. Certain, like, <laughs> like, yeah. What did there's I do yesterday? A macro. I don't remember anything. <laughs> Fuck. Like, we don't and I'm not even a stoner. driving to work or whatever, but <laughs> my brain don't work either. Like everybody else is going to change their clock, but I'm not. Why do we do that? Why is isn't it the United States that are the only ones who decide? Hey, let's turn back time. Let's push it an hour. Let's take back. An if hour. I could turn, okay. If I could turn Why is it? Back home. Oh, actually driving that. <laughs> We're on the way. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Do you I ever cannot. like drive and all of a sudden like you got to your destination? You're like, how the fuck did fuck I get did here? I, I get here? Remember. Yeah. Yes. It's like it's so mundane that you like you totally zone it out. How did like, I dude, die? Yeah, that was probably not safe at all. But I had a really cool I heard a really cool explanation for it and I can't even think of it right now, but it was it was perfect because it described the phenomenon. Like basically the body just takes over. Because the body's the subconscious. So it's something you've done subconsciously so many times that your body just automatically takes care of it for you. Yeah, and you kind of become one with the car after driving it so long. So like it's like you become the car and you Road go in the space and it's just like and then you snap out or you're like, Holy shit, how the fuck did I die? Like I That's how why. or did you die? That's why you died. <laughs> or did you die? That's why Have you're, you in, ever... when you're in that meditation state. You, you, you don't observe know. the time different. No, Have you know. ever gotten to where you were going and really thought in your head, I hope I didn't hit anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Again, <Damn>. Cheney? <laughs> like, I don't even remember at all how I got from point A to point B. I have no recollection of that time in between. Like, I just, how, like, almost like it was sleep time. But I obviously drove here and it was like an hour, you know, early morning. It's like work the simulations and... loading, like on The Sims, where I don't know if you guys ever played The Sims, but you'd like fast forward when you're traveling game. to work and stuff. And or like, yeah. Yeah, it's a loading screen. Yeah. That's how I perceive my reality every day. Every day I have this moment where I'm like, oh my God, I put myself in that, you know, that player mode where you have the third perspective mm -hmm. and then the kind of second and then you're the player and then i'm just like what am i robot being like what the fuck is this <laughs> what is this reality what is time what am i what is this realm? Where you just want to vomit where you have the whole exit like sometimes i really every I'm day like 
like when I used to work at my any job I've had, but especially when I was marketing and I was like yammering through my script of whatever I had to say and halfway through, it's like driving, like it's the same as being on stage or I imagine for comedians or musicians after a certain point, you're just on script and you're going through it with all the gesture and you look like you're there and you're smiling when you're supposed to be, but you're halfway through it and you're like, I cannot believe I'm in this flesh doing this thing to this other human who's, are they listening? I don't know. I'm not listening to me. Like you're having this whole out of body of like how boring this whole interaction is and how boring you are. And it's just like, wow, my body's just doing this thing. It hates it. Look at it dressed. Like we all have to look at me. I'm at work. <laughs> like all the like look at i'm in my uniform whatever uniform you have to wear at your job and you're like hi Susie, hi derek hi. whatever names and you all oh have to God. that oh it's cold out today oh windy whatever like you do this little fucking dance and you have to do it every day on each other's time like you're both on script like, I noticed, Cheney, I noticed when I don't put a character on before I start work, the bitch comes out of me. I'm pissed that that real me of not wanting to be in the Matrix is at work because I did not put my character on. The character of like Layla runs the show, you know? I forget to put that suit on sometimes. And the real me of me not wanting to be there is there and everyone's like, you don't seem like yourself. I'm like, oh no, this is myself. I don't want to be here, but I can't say that to them because they think the character that I put on is real. But some people get the real me. The real ones, no. But majority of time, it's not. Who wants to be there? That's the art of stalking. I like yeah. it. Yeah. What's the art of stalking? It's a, it's a sorcerer's practice like dreaming is one of them and the other one is stalking and stalking is basically like deleting your personal history and it's becoming whatever whatever you are doing at the moment so mm -hmm. it's putting on the persona for work like people think that it's bad to have all these little personas that you play but really it's it's pretty powerful yeah it so it really is it, it is it is to do that yeah, exactly. LARPing is actually a huge deal. It's actually I way agree. more magic than people think. And so, like, even the same thing. It's, my it's favorite. like, I've been watching America's Top Model, which I fucking hate, but I need to watch it so I can LARP better when I'm on stage doing my bodybuilding shit because yeah. I need to fucking walk like a supermodel. Yeah. So I'm watching supermodels do it because that's how I'm going to live action role play. Yeah. Like, oh, today's mm. specials are da 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 and mm. this cocktail and this wine comes from ba da 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 like NPC. It makes me miserable. But oh, then yeah. I put that character on. It's like, hey, how you doing today? It's servers like and bartenders genuine, know yeah. that exact rhetoric that doesn't matter how nice the food you're serving or how fancy the drink or how turn and burn it is you know that same rhetoric whatever there were people are like what's in a margarita yeah what's on your <laughs> blank blank pasta like you can just Look repeat bitch. it like you can read it google that shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. Whatever job you do, whatever job it is that you do, you know your job where people ask the question and you're like, why isn't this just a button? Like, why isn't like I could just be a recording. No one has to do my job. Someone could just be pressing two right now because I've said this so many times.
I guess when you put yourself in the awareness of making this experience more of a game and playing these characters and just have fun with it and, you know, be that dramatic character when you need to be, whatever character you need to be at the moment, I think that's what makes life fun. It's just playing the game, the characters that you want to be. Have you found yourself, I, since we all kind of are leaning more towards the simulation, do you guys find yourself playing the game more yeah like where you actually just are looking at it as a game you're like dude like it makes it way more fun does it not and, yeah. and everything's less serious yeah this i is, have my moments yes but i right. try to do that as much as i can that's why i like going in that sims mindset like oh okay i'm a character my somebody's controlling me this is part of the game cool like i'm learning more bartending my per professionalism is going up i guess you know like <laughs> your bar is going diving ding, ding, ding. yeah yep. yeah until you cap out that career and then you're like what am okay. i doing Next. someone puts you in a little room with four walls and no doors and just lets you die <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean it you're like i'm happen. tired of taking care of all these people is that what kidnapping is that it's sim's cute i'm just gonna have a baby with that sim then never talk to him again <laughs> <laughs> and then this parent i'm gonna get rid of too. lock them in a room with no windows no doors and then i'm gonna raise this kid from scratch <laughs> That happened a lot on the <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. So if so you guys weird. were in Groundhog Day and time was stopped, you had to live the same day over and over again, what would you do? What wouldn't I do? Shit. Isn't this, isn't, I'd raise some hell. Isn't that every day living the same day? Having a chance to live the same day. No, but in Groundhog's Day, he can like drive a truck off a cliff, and then he wakes up again. To I got you, babe. Mm. Like every well, day, anytime he dies, he wakes day. up in the same day again. Oh, but okay, the real okay, power no is that he can remember through death and yeah. like through the cycle every day, where everybody else forgets or they lose it. And it's kind of the same idea. Like, what if when you die, you were able to just pass all your thoughts and knowledge on to you know your your offspring or yourself like in a in a literal sense not just teaching them yeah. and leaving a legacy but literally it was like here's my 80 years of experience now you've got it from day one and you can go that's kind of the the premise of groundhog day yep hmm. reincarnation but it's actually goes back to the vampire philosophy is that it's okay for everybody to think about reincarnation, which is just a wiped dry erase board over and over again, every 80, 90, a hundred years, if you're the luckiest person, whereas a vampire just lives it all together without a, the dry erase board. So I guess I would just like knowing if I'm going to wake up every reset, I guess, and having just, the moment to have an experience and knowing that I think I would just travel different parts of the world with whatever I have in my bank account, knowing that's what I'll have in my bank account. Every, I have passport ready, everything ready. So I'll know that and just travel. I already figured this out. <laughs> There's no such thing as a poor vampire. One, you should have the power to glamor. If you can't glamor and just 
move in with some old person and take their whole wealth in one lifetime, like something you're, you don't have great skills. Um, but I do just feel like also with vampire skills, you should be able to make yourself talented enough in two lifetimes to be wealthy without having to glamor an old person. So even if you don't have the power of glamor, like mm. there should be no excuse for it. Like it, yeah. Like if you were a lazy vampire, yeah, There's shame on you. <laughs> shame on one. you. Uh, yeah, the fat you already yeah. know. That's why you wouldn't even turn. <laughs> I mean, I think I would take a little break because, you know, after our You're like, life. Oh, go get Tammy. We need like, someone to hold our purses while we fly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just enjoy it for a minute and not worry. You know, not no stress. Enjoy that, like not worrying that I'm going to ever die. But don't you think death is really what makes living so sweet? Yeah, yeah because you get bored. I, don't I mean, know. there's nothing new under the sun, right? With that idea, like, wouldn't you get bored? Wouldn't you seek death after a while? Unless, unless you live, and beg for it. A bunch of different lives. Yeah, I or wonder how long it would take to really learn everything. Or how long it would take for you for anyone to be like, you know what, I'm bored, but if you can't die, would it be some sort of like torture? I don't know. Like just wanting to die and die and like why won't death reach me now? Because you gave that right you up. You might have sad days. Cause I feel like regular people with just an eighty year lifespan yeah. have those days. Yeah. So you might Could have you I'm sure you just well, like the interview with the vampire books, like the vampire Lestat goes under the ground for like 100 or 200 years, something crazy. And like, a lot of the things we depression. were talking about is like old people hurt. Like if you didn't hurt every day, maybe like be you wouldn't be old. Like so that idea of being like, I'm a thousand years old, you might you would just be like, hey, I'm a thousand. <laughs> and you talk like <laughs> Mickey Mouse, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, boys and girls. I'm a thousand. <laughs> but um, it, but you might not hurt at all, and then you might just have heartbreak sometimes. But what about if the idea of like, oh, well, you know, you're going to be in love with someone, you won't be able to die together. But maybe relationships that last a hundred years really aren't that romantic as people think. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> when are they romantic? Past like two years. <laughs> Yeah, you really want to turn that person. So wait, for real. Maybe guys, you should date him first. Be better off to just turn a homie, y'all. Does romance really die? Because if that's slow. the case, I don't want to ever be in a relationship if romance ever dies. I don't like that idea. Oh my, stay okay. celibate, girl. Yeah, yeah, may as well. <laughs> just be single. I'm a fucking romantic, like, and that doesn't romance. die in me. Yeah. Listen to Flava Flav on this. <laughs> That doesn't die in me, guys. Like, I'm a huge romantic. Like, not like a movie romantic, but like I think about the small things. I agree. Know? And you, it's just work. Like, yeah. it shouldn't ever die. Like, it, it shouldn't ever die. Like, you should have to, you have to work at it all the time. And if you're a person that wants it all the time, you have to, like, verbalize it and work at it. And it's just a hard challenge. Work, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's just a challenge. Well, And really, this work. is the thing, too. 
every person on the planet's hard work. But when you're in that, like the lust of that first few, however many months, you don't have bills together and you don't have kids together and you don't even have an animal to feed together and you don't have to worry about any of the unsexy stuff. So you just sure. get to live in the fuck fest fantasy of never even having to sleep and enjoy we'll never each fight. other. We'll never get yeah, into you're like, oh what would we God. ever fight about? Your face is this just ah, uh, the way you look. I would no, just I never well. even wanted kids until I saw how cute you were. <laughs> 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 like how did i know i was ever gonna see how cute you were <laughs> but and then it's like real life and then real jobs and then family stuff and the unsexy stuff happens and then you guys know each other better and then you have to share everything and chores are involved all this unsexy shit and so then you have to try to work the romance around it and then after years sometimes you're like looking at them like do I want to do this? <laughs> do I want to do this? And then Saggy they're looking titties. at you like, do I want to do this? Titties like, and all. How are you putting up with my ass still? Like, yeah, sometimes, I'm, sometimes I think, oh. And then sometimes I think, oh, poor her. She has to deal with me. Like, yeah. it's like one, like, and then sometimes I'm like, it's good. But I have to work at it too. And she has to work at it. And then you can't. I heard an old person, a couple in the nursing home say, you can't fall out of love at the same time. I think mm. this is big key. Like one of you always has to be working toward it. If you both fall out of love and stop fighting and it just gets like that, just yeah. head for the hills, yeah. head for the fucking hills. <laughs> oh, tea parties and relationships. That's what I was going to ask you guys about though, too, is like relationship time. How, you know, like you'll say you LARP in like just in life, like learning how to play the game. I'm going to be the best bartender today. I'm going to be the sweetest customer service. I'm going to be the best whatever you do um, in the day. And so then you're in these relationships sometimes on dates with people. And then something happens in the date that you guys both decide to LARP a kiss. And then maybe you decide to LARP holding hands. And then maybe you are going to like, oh, we're going to LARP the next level of this and get hot and heavy. We're going to LARP the next day. This is going to be my girlfriend or boyfriend. Like it's like the LARP just becomes a thing until then you have to bring everybody else into it and everybody has to wear costumes for the LARP. And then once you put on the costumes and everybody's there and you say the words to each other, then the LARP, the government's involved in your LARP. <laughs> but it all just started as you guys on a date and you were like, hi, I'm playing this character. And the other person was like, hi, I'm this one. And then all through the relationship, no matter how long you know each other, sometimes you'll tell each other, I know you better than you know yourself. <laughs> and then sometimes you're like, I don't even know me today. I'm trying to learn to be a new person. Like, yeah, it's just a wild. Don't box that's me all in, man. Time. <laughs> but relationship time is a whole different thing. I don't know how to be in a relationship. It's been forever. I don't know. If you can be in does. a relationship and not know how. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know the rules anymore. All I know is respect. I know respect. That's what I know well. Very well. Respect. Yes. That's my number one thing. Respect. Respect your time. Time, the person, thoughts ideas what comes out of a person's mouth especially if i'm with that person you know that's my partner not my i'm not in a competition with my partner kind of conversation you know respect 
R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. Each yeah. other, you know? The weird part I've realized, um, too, is like sometimes- And unvaccinated. <laughs> Let me put that out there. <laughs> sometimes respect- um, it, it just seems like, okay, we're respecting each other, but this is where women are definitely different than men, where I will say women are a little more complicated this way. A man, you say the things and that's the res- where the respect is in the things. A woman, it's how the things are said. <laughs> yes. So it's just like, th- there's like tones and intricacies. It's like women are sing songy in a way. I don't think men understand. And that is where the trouble lies in between them both. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, why'd you say it that way? I didn't, what are you talking, what? I'm okay. just, it, that just made vibration for me though, because my ex-husband used to always tell me my, he would get on to me about my tone. And I was like, how can you say, how is your day in a fucking tone? I just asked you, you know, like, but it was always so. That's feminine. How was your day? That motherfucker. That's feminine. <laughs> That's well, feminine as fuck. <laughs> Look at you. What a bitch. Well, <laughs> what a bitch your ex-husband was. <laughs> what a bitch. The things you say can have an energy behind it. Like sometimes subconsciously you don't really don't realize what you're saying and how you're saying it. And it's coming from a place that's probably not even intended for the person and just coming out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just the uh, um that could be it because I know I have my moments that that does happen. I'm a powerful person with my words. It's can I um I switch? You yeah. are a fucking witch. I mean, yeah. in a good way. Everyone yeah. out there in a really good way, like yes. Linda. Good guys, good people. Guy. Good guys. Um, good guys. Gordy, speaking of time, you are celebrating an anniversary, like a five year anniversary. <clears throat> Congratulations. Yep. Do you want to talk about that? Um, so like hey. five years, 2018, I went into a uh, mental institution this week. I spent a week there. Two weeks after that, I went into a 30-day rehab and got out. And so it's been five years on 11-11 um, was my sober date from alcohol and opiates. I was on for over a decade. Heck yeah, man. What? And I was, so when I went in, I was 250 pounds. I lost 100 pounds. I mean, it took me a few months, six months or so. But after that, it was like, I mean, yeah. 11 is your number, just so you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think (laughs) that's your number. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, man. You know, not many people can say what you're saying right now. That takes a lot of. Dude, some of them didn't make it. You know, some of the people, when you're in, like, some of those people didn't make it out of like six months out of rehab. Did the time in, was it super long at first? Like, the first, like, getting off detoxing did that seem like months in a day years like, <laughs> like, like jonesing in a in detox seems like forever will actually feel in your body you 
it's like your body is taking on a hundred years in like 10 minutes when you're, when your body is fighting itself and it's, it's fighting to get that, that addiction, that release, you know? And yeah, time is very, very different thing. And then when you get out and everything's, you do find peace. It's like everything slows down. And then you can observe everything from the outside and time is your bitch <laughs> after you take control of it. Word. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, you. Pretty fucking awesome. Superhero. We were talking about losing stuff. time before and I'm, I mean, opiates is one of those things where it's a little bit scary where like you can just blink your eyes and then open them back up and it's the same premise as when you like drive and zone out and you're like oh how did i get here but for i just remember oh. you know glimpses of time where like i would just blink and open my eyes and be in a completely different place and just wonder like did i lose that time do i just not remember it what happened to that actual this is this is back when they were giving out like you know, OC 80s or 180s like they were candy. Yeah, that's a good question, man. It's Florida's fault. It, 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 this was also a Florida <laughs> experience, <laughs> yes. Florida. I guess I know, I, the chemicals in the body, the reaction with the body. I'm so, I am like such a... I'm the person that even my closest friends, like they can probably count on less than like my friends that have known me decades. They are like less than one hand that they've seen me like wasted or drunk. So I don't, I don't get blackout. I'm like really even to be on drugs and let myself go. I have to plan so far ahead of time for myself to have that experience and usually i prefer to be the pied piper in a drug situation where i'm like no i'm only going to take this much and everyone's like come on we're all taking this much let's go crit and i'm like no nah, i'm good i'm good like for it's so like blackout and losing time isn't something that i experience frequently i've done like you know choking shit and been knocked out but i never you know like wouldn't you call that an NDE? Because <laughs> I yeah. would. At the time I, I did, know. it was a near-death experience. <laughs> what, like choking? Yeah. Mm. No, because well, one time I almost drowned. And twice I almost drowned. One time in a hot tub. Like, I was like one of those kids that <laughs> my stomach got sucked to the filter when I was a kid. Oh, and um, that's why they changed the shape of all those things. Because I was because one of you, those. you were the one. <laughs> I know, but I should have had a huge lawsuit or something. But you didn't do that kind of stuff back then. <laughs> and my, no, I, whatever. Pour her um, hot. But I almost drowned that time. Bed. And then I almost drowned surfing one time, like getting caught up in waves and just oh, yeah. like where you're just like, and it, that mm -hmm. is a loss of time where it slows up. And all of a sudden you're like, you don't know if ups down or downs up. And you kind of like start mm -hmm. giving up about the ability to, if I didn't have a surfboard tied to my ankle, so eventually when it was struggling, my surfboard's <coughs> doing this above the water. Of, after a while of being tossed 
tossed around, I could feel my leg being shaken like it was like a dog had my pant leg, but it was just my surfboard going crazy in the waves. It kind of like dragged me to to like, oh, that weighs up. Otherwise, I was totally I was lost in space and time, but it's like water. Hmm. I feel like I do that in water in my dreams. So I, I hate it. Do you all ever drown in your dreams? I never make it to the water in my dreams now that you mention it. I, I have water in my dreams, but. I have a lot of dreams of flying and sometimes like I lose control and hit the ground and wake up actually falling. <laughs> like actually guess, like falling. I, oh, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, where you fall off the yeah. bed when you're about Damn to it. hit the ground <laughs> and then like you, you fall. At the same time, <laughs> I've hit the ground in dreams, like where I died and I was pissed, but I didn't fall. So, yeah, I had a few of those. You died and you were pissed. I was pissed that Did I died. Did you jump yeah. out of body, or were you like, "Oh my gosh, well this is going to be a boring rest of a dream"? No, <laughs> like my friend, like we were standing on the, near the edge of a cliff, and she was the reason why I fell. I fell off, and I was pissed off at her because my body was mangled. Mm. So I was just, I was sitting there yelling at her. So, no, it's just weird, right? But because everyone's like, "Oh, that's you're dead if you die in your dream," and you're like, "No, everything, true. yeah, every single thing that they say, everything they I say wonder. is a fucking lie." Here's a question: <laughs> Let's say you're um, in dream realm, right? But you're in the dream, but then you have the third person view of it. Is the third person view you yes. a ghost in that realm? Of viewing? Well, it's the whole idea of the, the film roll archive, right? Because the dream space is, is actually just, it's like the Akashic, but it's all film rolls. So it's not like a book, like, you know, people think of the Akashic like a, like a library, but it's more like a video library and it's all film rolls. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so when you're in the dream space, you're, you're in the film roll archive and you're watching, a lot of them are your film rolls. But they're your possibilities too. So sometimes when you look in the mirror, it's you, but you look different. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because you know other possibilities of you, you would look different. Like you have other mannequins that that you could be in if you wanted mm -hmm. to, um, uh, from other timelines. But also, it's every person in the world. So that's why sometimes you're a freaking a little boy, or you're just third person, and you're just watching because you're just you're sitting there experiencing all these film roles. So it's not necessarily even your own. It could be somebody you've never met before. It's a film role that you're actually watching. So it's like, I only ask that because you know how ghosts and they say they're in that, the limbo, mm -hmm. like the idea of limbo. So in that, like in my dream, in that third person view, in that reality yeah, of dream like reality, am I that ghost? of like a spirit that's just in limbo, just watching that other film role yeah. happening. You're like okay. the disembodied spirit doing it. And I, okay. so that's why I almost think like the whole idea of ghosts is totally misinterpreted here. Hmm. I think it's a time thing yeah. because the whole, okay. So the idea that time is more, it's not a line. It's not linear. It's more like, multi-layered like an like an onion i'm gonna i'm gonna use the shrek thing but you know basically it's it's a sphere but it's all infinite points on the sphere right so 
what what am I even going with this? Okay. Okay. Because so ghosts. Make the ghosts. Cry. ghosts. Like yeah. so oh. basically, like after I moved into this house, my son woke up one night and he they were all they were all watching a movie in my daughter's room. And so he fell asleep on the floor in there. He wakes up and he sees a guy standing at the foot of my daughter's bed looking at my daughter in her bed. And he like he woke up and freaked him out and he left. Like he went to his room. And I'm like, why didn't you say something? Well, then my younger son saw somebody in here too. And I'm like, what the fuck? Is my house haunted? And then I started thinking, I was like, what if these are just the other people that live in this house? Mm, and I don't mean Yeah. I mean, they're just time isn't linear they all exist at what the same if they're time. really fast so it's just multi-layered it's just all they all happen at the same time <laughs> like yeah. it's like what if they see more ghosts to them too really yeah. yeah and then you guys are really slow and so you guys just don't perceive each other that's exactly it it's like it's all just happening over each other i just want to say i love this conversation of all that we're having tonight it's just chef's kiss <laughs> <laughs> Chef's kiss. I love this shit. <laughs> I like that. Um, Layla loves it. Like Layla, Layla doesn't care. This is the best show that she's seen. That's yeah. why she's on it. I swear to God. <laughs> it's the best shit ever. I'm addicted to it. Like I can't wait to be on it. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to like re-listen to all these amazing thoughts that we speak. They're just thoughts that everyone wants to say, but just think it's crazy. And Brittany said, speak your crazy. For real. Speak it. There's power in that. Because that's yes. where we figure shit out. Yes. Because if you can't figure it out, if you can't be silly and you can't entertain possibilities. I said this earlier, I think in Juan's <laughs> uh, chat room. It's like mm -hmm. they produce things for a production. All these things that they produce for you, these ideas, these books, these thoughts, these, everything it's all being produced by someone and it's One like being a copycat mode where we're like oh yeah this person said this so this should be true but how about us and our knowing and our gnosis we have a knowing within us where we can ask these questions and figure it out on our own we don't need these people in the past we can do it now we really don't this is where the magic happens, asking the questions and getting getting to a point, you know? I also think part of the knowing, like knowledge, the knowing is also setting the boundary and using the word know and saying knowing. I think this is a big, huge thing people mm. need to learn in life. I think a lot of people, especially when you're on this trek and you started with conspiracy, you end up in spirituality or vice versa, and then you end up love and light and whatever route you try to take in your love and light, you end up getting taken advantage of. And then that makes you callous, like all callous on one side and you end up going back and forth. But really, you just have to learn how to say no. And trust your tools of discernment and just say no. And it might be to Amen. your family members sometimes. It really, Amen. it might be like, no mom, no sis, no that's, bestie, no that's husband. That's lesson no I'm wife. trying to learn. Yeah, it's like, I really always, I think it's probably like one of the biggest spells that you can say is no. That's been my life lesson since the whole lockdown bullshit. Like that's, that was my lesson was learning boundaries and learning to say no, learning that I don't have to stay small. Yeah. You don't have to stay small to make other people comfortable. Yeah. I'm still learning that lesson, but it's my fault. It's a lesson that I have to learn and continue learning. 
until I've reached the final chapter, which is coming soon to a show near you. It's not the final chapter. What do you No, the final about? chapter to this version of the book. There's going to be a new oh, book. Yeah. Your new gospel? Yeah. <laughs> What's in your hand? A magnifying glass? No, this was my um, Bill, um, Bill Gates. You oh, your it. needle pen. Yeah, my needle pen. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Is um, time in the military for real, like the first day that you're there, is it the same as like a jail or a prison or a rehab situation where you're like, shit, you have to like, you're not the same person anymore. There's no going back to that other person from that day there. Well, or it's like, what's the realization of that? Aren't they on the schedule? Yeah, I mean, you I you know. learn uh, like a very I, trained. When I got out of the military, for the longest time, I could just wake up at exactly six a.m. or five a.m. without having to set an alarm. Nothing. I could just kind of like tell myself, "Okay, tomorrow morning you got to be up at four. Tomorrow morning you got to be up at seven. And it would be like uncanny. Like wake up, you know, like thirty seconds before if I had set an alarm, but I didn't wouldn't have to. But no, I think it's it's different than jail because in the military, at least, you have different experiences that you're going through constantly. Like every, even if everything's monotonous and you've got a schedule, there are like un, unexpected things that happen. You get deployed, you get reassigned. There's like always a little bit of variety. When you're in jail, though, there's like zero variety. And that definitely feels like just one really long day. And it, like what's that whole saying of like I did time? Have you ever done time? It means a very mm -hmm. specific thing, right? If someone says that, it's like, have you been to jail for a substantial amount of time? And I think that that's because it's such a, a very weird abstract feeling. It really it, it feels like years just get stolen from you, or you know, months or weeks, depending on how long you go away for. But that's crazy. And then for anyone that's had the the pleasure of being in um, sort of like solitary confinement that does a really strange thing to your perception of time where it both feels like it goes fast but also lasts forever it it's it's trying to explain like an lsd trip to somebody isn't that like a lot of time with yourself in like a space like in a cave that like whole like prophecy like going within Receiving messages and caves. Oh, do it. Receiving me everything becomes a pattern and language of birds. Now, like the number of of divots on the ceiling, all of a sudden mean something. And the fact that there is exactly like eight hundred and twenty one tiles on the floor that means something. Like you go through every <laughs> scenario and every <sighs> bit of information in a tiny little room to like build stories and make sense. Because if everything were the same and nothing ever changes, that really is time completely stopping. Because, I mean, we were talking about space and light, right? But all that is is how much is light changing? Or or if something has to move in space, you have to have a start position and an end position. And if nothing changes and there's no delta, then really no time has elapsed because that's how you measure it. Cause so and you're effect, in jail. Right? And if you're in, like, solitary confinement and nothing changes for months and months and months it's almost like you stand outside of time perceptually, like your body still oxidizes. You still get older, but your perception of time is just completely different than a normal person. Like you, you if, enter a different reality. 
What if this idea of like how, you know, people who are mentally not well and the idea of a white room, bubble room, everything all the same, straight jacket just in there for long periods of time. What does that do to a person who already is not well in the mind? It fixes them. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Like every a white room, like just everything the same and not being able to even you th- oh probably are there can. black curtains makes them worse Pro- no probably maybe not because there's nothing to like create a story so it's just like everything is the same and there's nothing like he said you're creating stories when it's in a in a cell and you're counting tile tiles or bars or whatever it is but in a white room nothing in there and straight jacket you have nothing to think about but you yourself and your actions Right, perception. Being the astral man, doing some crazy ass shit. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm exactly. doing. Well, that's, that's what you do. You, I mean, you basically say, find right? a way to Get just out. send your your consciousness out of your body. Because when mm. you were explaining that, that made so much sense to me. Even though I've never experienced it, but you're like sitting there talking about the number of divots and how it means something. I'm like, dude, I totally felt that. Yeah. <laughs> In a game too, this where it's like, you- at like I'm gonna I'm gonna mention like three family. Like this is crazy stuff, but it'll be like. Mom, dad, uncle, aunt, mom, dad, uncle, aunt, mama. And like when you get to the last divot, it's like, that'll be the first person that I talk to when I get out of here. Or yeah. let me just think about you them for it. it's you go like you make up games to keep yourself entertained in really strange ways. Dude. So what you're talking about, you guys are talking about is uh disassociation, right? Kind of. Yeah. It's it's yeah, a setting sense, yeah. out of yourself, right? So this is how <clears throat> you deal with pain without medication. Um, like, okay, say your, your glasses, your, so it's light on the, is that actual light? Is it an actual light on your glasses, Thomas? Does it make it harder to see out than if that light is off? What is light? Right. Okay. So if, if light, <laughs> time. That's a so light is time and we're watching the, it's like it's the, matter. the, the, watch clock or the watch pot never boils and we're constantly looking at our clocks and stuff we're perceiving this time if you you get out of yourself in that meditation you can set yourself aside without being unconsciously disconnected you're consciously disconnected so you're you're observing your pain from the outside so you can go into your body and control the pain control what is causing the pain does that make sense yeah whoa yeah actually i mean someone in the comments earlier threw out the name fritz springmeyer but he actually covers some of this it's called arm leg leg arm head or something but it's mm-hmm. a way to disassociate yourself during trauma right. but it's like they'll they'll you know Without getting into the details, they'll be like hurting you pretty badly on your hand. And the whole point is for you to imagine that you don't have a hand anymore, that it's like a ghost limb, which is weird because that does happen to people. They will lose a hand and then feel pain in it later. And it's like, what what can you do to solve pain in a limb that you don't even have anymore? But you can do the inverse of that too. Like when the, the pain is happening to your real hand, you can do the same thing that a person that has a ghost limb would do, which is just disassociate. And you say, I don't have a hand. How could yes. my hand be hurting if I don't even have a hand? And if you can train yourself to do that, 
the very next iteration of that is I don't have a head. You know, I don't have a brain. Have There's women yeah, who dude, talk about this at that level. That's next level with um, being raped um, in that field, um, being trafficked. That's kind of what the the Fritz Springmeyer books. I mean, they talk about like torture, but that's kind of the implied version of torture because it's all about yeah. split personalities. Yeah, and that's how they do the the MK Ultras. They split them be because of the trauma. The, but the trauma is uncontrolled by you. It's controlled by something else, right? Hmm. When it's controlled by something else, then you, you disassociate. This is why they look for kids that have childhood trauma for these kinds of like MKUltra experiments because they've already been trained. They're already primed for the disassociation. But if you or control it. They, yeah, or they actually, even if it's a perfectly um, un- shaken kid or untraumatized kid they will give it an animal and then make them like here's a gift for you raise this animal and then they'll make them kill the animal mm -hmm. and then they'll they'll do this kind of or be like run into the woods your uncles are gonna hunt you so it's like a, it's so far off the normal of the things that they're making them do like they're make, hitting them in their love and then their trauma and their love and then their trauma and so it's like on purpose they're like rubber banding their personality because they want them to lose their empathy and some of them don't most of them don't make it through because for a human to lose their empathy but if they can make them breed with not having empathy then they can lead the head of the countries or the head of the states or the head of the bloodline because then they can see themselves as different than you and i right they can see themselves as gods or better than and that's like she, then we become the chattel. I'm trying to find the name of this, the, this study, but like there was a, there was a guy that would take pictures of people um, through a bunch of different range of emotions. This is actually where we get a lot of our understanding of emotions. And one of them would just be like, you know, telling someone a joke, telling someone, but at the very end, I think he would like kill uh, like a mouse like in front of them and it would be in like a shocking way or maybe would, would prompt them to kill the mouse themselves and would capture all these these images but that's i don't know it, it reminded me of that one specific aspect of like now kill the mouse and catching someone completely off guard uh just to see like not only how they approach it but like how that that impacts them as like a, a person going forward just like in general like and that exact moment is kind of where you can slip that programming in. Like uh, Gordy was talking about the MK Ultra, it's just another trauma-based uh, version of that. But it's it's one that you can do without any physical, you know, like disturbance, whatever. Like I don't, you don't have to touch somebody to do it. You can just say, "Now imagine this thing," or like if you tell someone, "Now like here's this mouse. Now kill that mouse." Just you going through the motions in your mind of what would that entail like that could be enough to actually trigger someone and open them up to that little you know like dream hackers this is kind of like dream hacking but it's like you find that little exploit and that mm -hmm. could be the exploit you incept inception yeah totally they're the like Easter egg. yeah 
but it would have it has to it usually be in that amount of time even um like our first memories like asking people this of recent and how far back they remember things and you know a, a lot of studies i see as they say it usually has to be something very traumatic or very like i got a new bike this one christmas but i the more people i ask this their first memory is very monotonous their first memories, like I remember my mom leaning over a sink, or I remember like uh, different, you know, like it just seems like a. I rem my first memory is earlier than probably anybody I've ever met. It was I my first conscious thought. I, I, I wasn't met a dude a last old. night. Was, I was in my crib. I met a dude last night. No joke. That he was like, I remember being inside of a bubble and just looking at you and blah, 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 blah. And he went through this whole story and his mom told him that's when he was in the incubator and was like, you couldn't have heard that. He probably did because and I, I was like, what? I remember my mom laying me down one night and put me in my crib and I was like, I was fine. But then I started peeing and I remember thinking like I was so excited because I knew I was peeing. So that was my first thought. I was like. I'm peeing. I'm peeing. I put language to the to what I was doing, and then I I was upset because I knew if I cried, she wasn't going to come get me. She would think it was because she laid me down, and so I had to cry for a long time for her to come get me to change my diaper. She finally <laughs> did come and check on me and change my diaper, but it was like it was my it was my I was so proud of myself for think, forming a thought with words. My first memory is me falling off a chair, and I was three years old. I have a thing with falling, I guess, falling in <laughs> dreams and just like. You're right. <laughs> That's probably, if there's past lives, you've probably died that way a few times. <laughs> I just does probably that, fell. Does it from a height or, or does it not matter how high in it is? my crib now, Boosie. I remember I got really badly hurt and I was really young, three years old, and I fell off of the McDonald's high stool or high chair or something like that. I remember it was McDonald's. Oh, see, that was the time your parents probably should have sued. Oh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> fucking a. They didn't know any. Put a label on that shit. They barely <laughs> knew English. I know, and now because of your parents, there's a thing that says don't stand inside this uh, chair. Like we're all, we're the generation <laughs> that put the label on the thing. Like I mean, we're really, the parents test can't even have normal pool things to shut their blinds anymore because some kid jokes themselves like <laughs> inside <laughs> Final Destination himself in it. <laughs> some kid time traveled into himself and we were, <laughs> we were Sorry, definitely test subjects. <laughs> definitely, it's the character. I was thinking about the Mad Hatter in general in the story of Alice in Wonderland, mm -hmm. and it was kind of blowing my mind that the Mad Hatter is not necessarily a good guy or bad guy in this. He's he's just a character of this whole thing, the Mad Hatter. But an interesting thing to me is he is legitimately the dude against Kronos. He's the dude crushing the clock. Anytime there's a clock around his table, he's like, you know what? This needs more sugar. Like he's just like crazy about it. And he's just fucking putting sugar in the guy's clock. And he's like, let's pour some tea in it and fucking banging in the rabbit's clock. Cause he, it's not real. Jam. Thing. It's all, jamming yeah, time. Jamming time. So it's all uh, like the tea time. It's almost like where time doesn't exist. It's always tea time at the Mad Hatter's tea party. And I was thinking like a Mad Hatter, is that mercury poisoning? 
Is that why you become a Mad Hatter? That's that's Maybe. the traditional that's the concept. Yeah. So then Do I was you know thinking, what today is? It's our anniversary. Our anniversary. Oh, here's wait, a what, good. What, what? Here's it's a good my birthday. birthday. Oh, very, very. Well, this is the other thing I was thinking about the unbirthday. So if it's your unbirthday and your unbirthday and 364 days a year, 363 days a year, your unbirthday, but one day a year is your birthday, then we would be rewinding time the entire time. We would be unwinding time and you'd be getting younger instead of older. So the tea party would be the place you'd want to be. So if the tea party was actually high on Mercury, isn't that a battle from Mercury against Kronos? Aren't we having a bigger story being told in Alice in Wonderland, like a planetary battle that maybe we're not realizing? And so then I was wondering, is the Queen of Hearts like a Lilith? Is she this uh, Ishtar Venus representation? But Kronos. I, I the like time, the Mercury Venus thing because or uh, Mercury Kronos thing, because, uh, you know, Kronos being time and Mercury being like that messenger. And that really is what we we're talking about before, is that if you could be the messenger and convey all this hermetic knowledge to the beginning, you know, to Kronos's children or something, or if Kronos ate the children, if they became that messenger, but it's not how it works. And if you knew how to crack that egg, that's basically the closest you can get to immortality. I, the picture behind us right now, I'm going to see if I can make us smaller. It um, is Kronos and he's carrying off every picture we see of Kronos. He's everybody's like, oh, he's eating kids. He's eating kids. He's eating kids. But could he be eating Mercury? Because we know Mercury is the mix of the feminine and masculine in ways. And we always think of it as like this prince type prince, the musician figure. But what about if it was like a childlike figure? And so we also see Kronos tearing the wings off, biting the wings off Mercury all the time. If the Cupid is Mercury, if because we also see this Cupid represented as a whole bunch of different angels. So Kronos, this far bigger planet, even as we see it represented in the sky, he's just biting the wings off Mercury. And we also, you know, like right, Mercury's this tiny little planet in comparison, tiny little one. So it's like if Mercury is a closer representation of time, even how it would travel around the sun, if we, the planetary idea fast. of it, it would be super fast and tight around the sun. The time mm -hmm. on Mercury is probably so quick compared to the slow time on Saturn. So it was just like, huh? The tea party it made me think like the mad hatter was a whole bigger story of like maybe some alchemy or some planetary tale than just because he's where the time stops they talk about getting smaller and getting you know she drinks it and gets smaller and eats it and gets bigger and does all these other things which also affect her time because when she's small the, she can see the rabbit but when she's huge and she's in the house and kicking you know it's like oh it's that whole entire tale. And like you were saying at the beginning, um, why is our sleep time goes by so fast? We watch her have this whole life in Wonderland, but she wakes up. Alice, Alice, wake up. She's just having a dream. So it's like, oh. So here's Off with her idea. head. What about prophecy and telling moments of time? And what is that phenomena? And is prophecy a real thing or are they stories that help manifest our reality like 11 4 or 11 5 or 11 3 and 11 4 those would be types of prophecies right 
And for Amen. people that aren't like Q nerds, like 11-3 and 11-4 were the original days in 2017 that they said Podesta will be arrested on 11-3. Hillary will be arrested on 11-4. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just like those would be like modern prophecies, but even older ones, if we have the power of manifestation, like Nostradamus, yeah, no, the Bible, yeah, the Quran, the Torah, Hollywood, clairvoyance is real. You know, people really are clairvoyant, but it really they're just good at looking in that space of alternatives, the the Kashik, and they can see because the thing about the future is that it's not written. There's still multiple po possibilities to play out. Right. But clairvoyance, when they're guessing correctly, it's because a lot of those timelines have the same event. Like maybe a majority of those timelines have the same event. Like, like, for it's, instance. Um, like a, what, what do they call it? Like a, what the event that a set point, it's almost like they're set points. So, okay. Now the idea, okay, probably some of you heard this theory. Probably some of you haven't. Now the whole, and it ties in with modern day, but also ties in with history and Ingrosso Lockwood and Donald Trump and the book, The Last President and how Donald Trump's uncle um, received all of Tesla's documents, not all of it, but I believe a few trunkfuls of his documents. And one of the technologies that he took with himself is maybe a time machine. So in this book, The Last President, it talks about Donald Trump and how he will be the last president, which we kind of are seeing now. They're going to talk about big protests. They don't talk about what the protests are on, but they talk about where he lives. Um, he has two other books, but it points out these moments in time that are happening, or we thought that kind of happened back in 2020, but we do have another election that is to come. And with everything that's happening right now, it, it just makes me ask the question, are these prophecies a real thing still? Like yet yeah, the clairvoyance thing, like writing things down and maybe well, making them manifest I want to add to this, Layla. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I saw, I think Bootsy was the one who brought up flow tanks earlier. And I used to flow all the time. I was like almost addicted to it during the time I was welding. So it was really weird how long I was meditating all day under a little light welding. And then I would go and float for like an hour and a half, four times a week. And uh, that time would go by so fast and how quick I could go into meditation in that water. And we're talking about time travel and rituals. And they also take, um, we see uh, 11 on stranger things and they put her in a float tank. And because of putting her in this float tank, she pulls something out of dream world and brings it into this world that they have to battle. So there used to be that thing that most people dream in black and white. Now people dream in color. What if we didn't dream all that much before, but because of the television, it created us to start dreaming. And that's why we all used to dream black and white. And then because of color television, we all start dreaming in color. And if they can implement these little ideas in us, like two buildings falling in New York or a school shooting happening, 
do the right ones of us, some of us are 11s, could we pull these ideas out instead of it being a monster we're pulling out? Could we pull out the idea in reality and put it there like some kids powerful enough to make two buildings fall down? Well, you know, it's interesting. There is people out there who actually believed that people only saw in black and white when we had black and white TV. And they thought we magically received color once the magical color TV came out. There's people who actually believe this. I know. There's, it, I know. There's people that they think the world was sepia tone before TV gave us yeah. that. I know. I, I know. It's, <laughs> They're like, it's oh, and then somebody group. perceived purple and then there was purple flowers yeah yeah, yeah like we about woke- blue like the color blue didn't exist until recently right. yeah. yeah it's like <laughs> there's a thing where people think like we woke up like that reese weatherspoon movie like the world was all in black and white and then like somebody had sex one day or laughed and then a color appeared <laughs> like <laughs> like that's really the concept of it but i'm just like I don't know. Some of the conspiracies that people get down with, I'm like, you guys don't have a lot of memory of things. Well, <laughs> you were talking about prophecy a second ago, know. too. And uh, m- one of my good friends, David Charles Plate, that does Sync Flicks, and he d- does a bunch of stuff on the SyncBook.com. But he's got this really, I'll, I'll butcher it, but I'll paraphrase it the best I can. But that it might not necessarily be prophecies the same way that it's just regular old pattern recognition. And uh, he's got like this really insane video. It's like a seven and a half hour long movie called Sorry, Cassandra. I misunderstood everything predicts 9-11. But uh, he had another video that he had worked on like eight years ago went viral. And it was basically a whole bunch of scenes from Back to the Future, one, two and three linking up to a prediction of, you know, 9-11 and Twin Towers falling like so many different intricate connections between it that it's it's hard to even discount it all as coincidence even if it is coincidence but the argument there is that you know did the director really know about 9-11 that it was going to happen and the twin towers are going to fall or is it just that these things like work themselves into a, a pattern like like the metronomes on the table that are all out of sync but eventually they just become into sync because they all kind of keep influencing each other and that maybe there's a huge difference between, you know, people claiming prophecy and just being like, hey, at some point this thing's going to happen because like that's just the pattern. That's just how things work. And it's not that they're being specific. It's like this is this thing that always it's a, this is the archetype. Yeah, I think there's more proofs in that Back to the Future 9-11 thing than in the Stanley Kubrick moon landing being The Shining. Like if anyone ever, if you haven't already gone gone down the Back to the Future rabbit hole with uh, the 9-11, it's insane. It's insane. It's just weird. This reality is weird. (laughs) (laughs) This realm is weird. Well, did we enter the simulation, you know, just to... 2012 at the end it's of so trippy it, i'm telling you we are all alice and then didn't we are everything all... seem a lot more stable a while back uh before the y2k bug yeah <laughs> i don't know if it was y2k for it was like the 2012 thing but everything seemed a lot more reality was more well that's when i was a kid okay it was real in the concept idea of like um cern opening a black hole could if 
or like you talking about you're sitting next to your daughter and so time is relative to you guys in the car. If we all went into the black hole together, we would none of us would know it. And so like, so if CERN to open up this thing and we all collectively died at the same time, it would be like, let's say every time anyone did a DMT trip, they created another timeline. Every time you were in the near death experience, another timeline was created. Let's say any of those weird things, all these timelines are created, but then we all died at once. So all the multiple timelines are finally put to a stop. Cause no one, we, there's no multiple dyings anymore. Because it wasn't that a theory once that CERN opened a black hole in the end that all of the CERNs, yeah. like the 30,000 particle accelerators, are all opening little mini black holes all the time. But they theorize that they're just so small and happening so fast they can't get big enough to suck anything in. But that mm -hmm. seems to be the opposite idea of what they've always told me a black hole was. Like once it gets started, you fuck. You can't stop, yeah. you can't stop it. It's a black hole. But that's that's is just as annoying to me as the word space to describe space. It's like, oh, what's that thing? The scariest thing on the planet. What are we gonna call it? Black hole. Well, it's like the whole black hole and um Roger Rabbit to just place it on the floor and just yeah. like go into something like or into nothing or whatever. Black hole. I like, yeah. like, a I like the hole. There's Bagel Man from the new Metaverse, the Spider-Man, the new Metaverse movie. And there's like a guy oh. that he's in there when, uh, you know, the spider happens. Uh, and so he like is eating a bagel or something. So he's just is a hole upon a hole upon a hole. So he just falls into different portals and realities over and over again. I, I just have to say this because wild to say. we were we were talking about all these different topics. But if you were a vampire uh -huh. and you were super bored with reality in the world, CERN seems like the thing that you would do, right? Like maybe it's all just vampires that are bored and they're like, hey, let's add a little bit more variety to this thing. Dude, this is what I truly believe. I believe these people that are dying off that are fed to us on the screen are vampires and they die on certain numbers in certain ways but that's just code for all the other vampires saying hey i'm going into hiding who's coming out next you know like who's next you know like it's just a, like a fucking repeat because they don't know what to do so they make their own production of shit and once our internet gets fast enough that they're like oh they just hit the Nick Cage's a vampire part. Yeah, Once we hit that, where we start like, hey, look at this person's in history too. And that person and this person, they're like, time to reset them. And then we're they know, patched. They know how to become the puppet masters of society. Like after thousands of years, probably being alive, like test after test or reset after reset, flood after flood. Because I'm pretty sure they learned so much history and so much technology that they, our brains can't even fathom because we're just human. You know? You man. Human. Clocks, calendars, and holidays. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like holidays, like your birthday, what's that ritual all about? I was. That's part of the aging spell. 
I was born on 3-3. <laughs> I like how old. everything that Abby says tonight is a little angry. You ain't gotta be old. Like, <laughs> to the this side is coming out. Like, yeah, it's like she's a little a masculine baby. Y'all don't gotta be old. It's a fucking spell. <laughs> I, I know it's Flavor Flav, but I'm getting a lot of like sassy Eminem energy off of you. <laughs> I, it's the white skin, you know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Flavor uh, Flav. We can't go back down that. Okay, Ooh. so here's a, uh, here's what I think about birthdays. <laughs> okay, I highly feel like it's tied to astrology. Now, it's like the projection of you. So me, I was born on 3386. I was born at 527 p.m. in Macedonia, and I was born during twilight. So that moment of conception when I was conceived, that gave me my code of who I am as my being here so my house where i truly belong is in the mansion or realm or house because i feel it's like multi-layered and each layer that surrounds this realm it houses each planet um and each planet has its own i guess rotation around what we live in so that set it like us what's that What's that word I'm looking for? Um, the thing that's a gyroscope, that gyroscope idea where it's kind of all intertwining in itself and its own axis. Yeah. Well, that's how I think of it. So that time at 527, the way that those stars were aligned in Pisces, that's where I came from. The projection came from Pisces. That's where my code initially started from Pisces in the mansion of Pisces. That gyroscope thing is is what creates balance in everything too. Like whenever you spin a gyroscope or a top, think of it as a top, you know, but or the gyroscope is spinning, but the the center is yeah. still. Yes, that's that's how segways work. That's how those funky unicycle things work. It's yes. it's balance. Yeah, it's that's torsion, I... and that's how our torsion, our energy body. So it feels same. like that is like a weird time machine thing, gyroscope time machine. That's how I feel like we live in. It's like this weird mechanism of planets, because I don't think of planets as planets. I think of them as some kind of energy projector that creates, it's a light projector, but in a light way that we can't even fathom. We don't understand it. You know, it's just something. Because we haven't perceived it yet? It's probably even a freaking lamp, like the Truman Show. That thing yeah. serious that falls from the sky. Oh, could the, the localized sun theory. Yeah, like could be that. I don't fucking know. I've been I gotta feeling go Truman Show myself. so much lately. <laughs> Who's down to build a spaceship and like just go up there ourselves? Who's that smart? Who can do mechanics and engineering out there? Let's let's build a spaceship. Let's go. Or like in that commercial in the ball. I want to go to Antarctica. I'd rather do that. I want to go to space. Space. Or North Pole. North Pole would be fine. There too, yeah. See the mountain or the cutoff tree. Yeah. I want to see that. The beanstalk. The beanstalk. The tree. In the center. Where the Nephilim came down from. <laughs> and someone cut it so now it's a mountain and we have mountains that look like 
tree stumps all over this realm. Interesting, no? Do you think there was a land before time? Are we talking Littlefoot and Big and Sarah? Yeah, talking, no dragons. Yes, dinosaurs. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know the way the way like to have sex. The way that they modeled these beings, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> to procreate, they don't make sense. A lot of these dinosaurs. Yeah, but I mean, have you heard the stories about Harvey Weinstein and like the the egg and the the like any slash Audi slash Frankenbeans situation? I mean, if that can happen, brontosaurus can happen. That's true. Who am I? And dinosaurs, um, like lizards have sex, and so do uh, gators. And there's also like all those kind of fish, right? They can just like one goes by and drops the eggs on and they're the like, plant, <laughs> and another one comes by and drops <laughs> their bit on the piano. <laughs> I, you know, I'm at the point where I would like to find one myself, and then I'll believe it. A dinosaur. Uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah, like if I dig something up and I find it myself instead of that it can be being shown to me, <laughs> I would love that if I could find a whole actual dinosaur, not just a bone, and say, "Hey, scientists." I'll give you five million dollars if you can figure out what what this what this dinosaur is, huh? And then you give me plaster molds. You that, better not say dragon. <laughs> See, here's the this is the thing that I have the problem. That's I have. my problem. That that all the dinosaurs are fake because they find them. There's there's actual sides of mountains that they've excavated that you can go to. There's a place in Utah. And it's the whole side of this mountain has been excavated and they built a uh, museum around this wall. I can't remember what it's called. Somebody in the chat can probably find it. But um, you can go there and it's all this, this whole burial is is in the side of this mountain. All the complete, set, not all complete, but they're complete skeletons of specific dinosaurs and nests and everything where it, yeah. they're all there. You know, so, I still don't even believe that either. I want to find one. <laughs> I want to find one. Yeah, I want one freshly dug up because that could even be planted too. How do we know? Oh, this will be a cool store. This could be a major attraction. We could make millions. Let's put these bones here. Make but even if you find one, couldn't couldn't you still say, "Oh, well, that just that was planted." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. Vampires exist. I mean, if they have super speed and super power, and they're like, hey, this would be so fucking cool to watch these fucking humans think <laughs> that these things existed. So let's go all over the world and just plant shit all over the world and let them go fucking mad. This will be hilarious. I think about that shit, too. That's, That's a weird. great uh, Bill Hicks routine, too, where he's joking about how, like, like uh god is the one planting all these dinosaur bones just to see if people will fall for it uh and then he like he'll just send you to hell if you fall for this this joke about dinosaurs bro <laughs> the thing about utah is i believe utah used to be an ocean and everything that they find about these like if you look up a lot of whales or mammals in the ocean skulls they all look like these skulls and so I just think a lot of fish life existed because they'll find like a bone of its back fish um, or they'll find like, a, you know, or a sea mammal or a sea reptile because there's so many 
alligators and everything around now or a giant land sloth or a giant land bear and they only find one piece and then they manufacture an entire rest of a creature around the one few pieces that they find and then they make a noise for it and they're like it sounded like this hey no they're like that's not good how about make it sound like this <laughs> even though you never come across a one dinosaur like a crocodile that's like ah it's like <laughs> ribbit ribbit <laughs> i imagine like we're like, talking rah, about like the rah, rah. the archaeologists are kind of like the taco bell people right it's like oh we found this this beef and we squirted it into this thing and it's called a chalupa and they're like there's no such <laughs> thing as a chalupa and they're like exactly. no there is look it's right here in front of you and they kind of did with like triceratops to us they did the same shit with triceratops to us that they did with columbus day where they're like <laughs> let's teach generation x about this thing their whole life and then right when they get to their sophomore year of college we'll tell them it's bullshit <laughs> and they'll all have to go <laughs> around to each other and act like they already heard the pop song first and they will because they'll we'll make them all look dumb or racist when they get there if they haven't so everyone will be like oh yeah i hate christopher columbus and you're like did we all start hating Christopher Columbus? But it just happened one day. But really, in reality, why did we ever learn about him to begin with? <laughs> well, okay. it wasn't it because what? it was like a pro-Italian American thing. Like there was lots of Italian American clubs that were trying to overcome the like, you know, being looked down on as like a dirty Sicilian or like a dirty Italian or that you're in the mafia. So they kind of came almost like the like what's the Jewish version, right? Like the ADL or whatever, the anti-defamation league. Well, it was like it was like an Italian mafia run, ironically, yeah. anti-defamation league, and it was like, oh, Christopher Columbus, you know, he's our guy. What about was, back and, then? Everybody, like, well, was I remember like... Olive Garden would like come to schools and give people like Christopher Columbus medallions, uh, and it was just it was funny that it came from like Olive Garden because. You know, how racist can you get that every Italian just loves Olive Garden Christopher Columbus? But they, they kind of did. But what about this for real? What about if there was a rumor back then that they were like, hey, these Italians with these pizza parlors, I don't know if there's cheese and tomato sauce in these pizza parlors. And they were like, huh, maybe there's something going on behind these pizza parlors. And all the Italians were like, oh, shit, we need a campaign. Let's start Columbus Day. It was like the first pizza game. <laughs> The, the they were already pizza on it gate. the original pizza gate and they were like shit how what's the cover story christopher columbus cc33 right there <laughs> crystal ball colombo <laughs> how will we bury the lead it's okay in the 80s we'll make a tv show called colombo they won't even be able to look back that far. <laughs> i'm telling you this is all fucking weird man there has to be some puppet masters that know something man like that whole theory of like these vampires existing, I really do believe that. I feel like they run this world and this is their realm. Who runs the world? And Who runs the world? <laughs> Who runs this mother? Who runs this mother? Who does, James? Who does, bro? <laughs> They, what do you know? Uh, let's forget about that. Like, let's forget about all these characters they told us told us about like what could possibly be running the show right now this is the fucking orchestra what i don't know it ain't human though that's what i know 
ones. And I don't zeros. get that human sense here with this fucking fuckery. It's a joke. Is it like a big gesture? Is it like a big? I don't know. Are they all like fucking clowns? <laughs> are it's they funny because somebody just wrote the Nephilim, and now all go. I like how the Nephilim are clowns now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like how one dude. <laughs> I just like how quickly that'll that becomes the thing. It's like China's putting up sandbags. We should all lock down the world. And then it's like Nephilims are clowns. <laughs> Vampires are old elves. I don't know. I don't think, I like that that maybe we're just egging the Nephilim on to like come out of hiding. Like, do you see what oh these people are God. calling us? Now? They're now calling clowns? for us. They're... Yeah, they're calling us clowns. We had like wings and things. And. <laughs> There's some oh, yeah? us. Let me see. Do they have to be vampires too, though? Or is it just immortal? Well, it's just like somewhere along the line, we have the idea that they're immortal and that they drink blood. Like or these two things are, go together. Are That's they really angels, it. Angels, and we really don't understand what angels are. Well, that's where some people will debate that all the fallen aren't necessarily bad. Like malevolent and benevolent fallen. Well, because coming to this realm would be fallen no matter what. Because there's different types of whether you unless you crawled bad. up. Yeah, and unless some, you came from the depths. Yeah, some how come every, everything's and if it's always a big giant falls. donut? Then you might come up. If in art we were to show you that something came from high by putting wings on it, how would we show you that something came from low? So maybe that's why they're Ooh. trying to get underground. All the like elites are underground is because time stops there. That's kind of if there's like a center sun. What about if we're too far away from the center sun? Because mm -hmm. underground could also be underwater, under with fish as well. And we only know ninety what five percent of what's in the ocean. Well, and look at the and deeper sure. we go, there seems to be an, a light that exists down there. All the animals create their mm -hmm. own light. And they say that about humans, too. We just don't have the ability. Not everyone has the ability to see it as easy. But we're bioluminescent. So if you're in the deep ocean and that you don't see the, or underground, you don't see the any markings of time, which is because of the sun and the moon, there isn't any okay. time, right? Time out. <laughs> time out time out time out going deep down in the ocean there's a light deep deep in the deep yeah like all of the fish start to become light sources they carry uh, like angler that. fish have they themselves are light source. Light. i talked about this with gordy and i had this thought okay think about fish bowl for a second and we're in water surrounding us and there's like that whole idea of another realm on top of us and a realm below us okay and we have the whole idea of shul and i asked this question since i like pretend i'm sitting outside and i see the stars is the top of what i'm looking at the bottom of the realm of the shul and the next realm above and are those yes. stars this fish and whatever and if you go deep down all the way to the bottom of this realm in Shul, are you going to see the top of the other realm and all those things that are glowing are the fish that are bioluminescence that are in the deep? Well, then they would only be able to swim around in one space at one time. They would be stuck in a fixed... Not all of them. 
like you know some of them have like their they say the only wandering ones the, the only wandering stars are the planets but if we were on a natural cadence imagine like if our planet wasn't all fucked up with pollution and boundaries and things would we would elephants would whales would things go on a natural flow like if we didn't have fences and boundaries like where would our migration patterns naturally be that if you're saying like certain fish let's say there's huge whales in the ocean and they all pod together and they're bioluminescent maybe they do all pod together and swim in these very natural currents like if they're living Ooh, and the black sun. We never talk about the black sun and how that is like the mirror in the center. It's like, that's what it is. It's a mirror in the center. And that is the projection off the moon and everything around it that it's like the main projector of us. That's what they say. It, it is. It reflects all the light all around it and that's what creates i don't know how- like, i thought it was like madonna on stage and there's like hands going out. Oh. Yeah. So, well there's a few ideas of the black sun i've heard people call it saturn which would be like where it looks burnt out like that i've heard people call it jupiter where they say jupiter even emits enough heat that it's a failed star um and that it has the, the size jupiter. that who runs the world? Jupiter. Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't um, the black sun supposed to be in this, like in the whole flat earth theory? It shouldn't it be in the center where their tree yeah. is? And like it creates that whole um, compass of the Freemason symbol. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> you know, you know comments. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I was reading the comments. I'm sorry. <laughs> so it's like, that's the idea of where the black sun comes from. It's the middle, the center, and then you have the two rotating sun and moon. And it's like kind of the same size, the sun and moon. And it kind of does its dance up there because of the reflection off the black sun. And I think it's a mirror, a ball, a mirror ball, huge, huge, huge mirror ball. And that's why we can't go up by the North pole. We're going to have the huge oh, mirror ball. It's going to be that's huge. What I think. It's going to um, be huge. The it's the greatest mirror ball. It's the greatest mirror ball ever. You know, all that energy and light and the aurora borealis and all that. It's like that's where all the reflections coming out of. And what I feel like reflection, light is matter. Matur. It, it's, it, but it's like a condensed form that creates us with the codes and all the lights. And <clears throat> We're a know. light code? I think so. We're a time code? 144, but now they're changing it. Because of the DNA, mRNA stuff, and it doubling it, not adding an extra strain of DNA to the original DNA, so you're no longer 144. I was That's hearing, what the 144 yeah, is. yeah, like 72,000 strands of DNA come from your mother, and 72,000 strands come from your father. Yeah, is that true? Something like that, and then you get the 144 in total, and that's what this mark is. It's on your DNA. So it gives you like, it makes you 216 DNA instead of 144. So if you're sleeping around out there. No, I think it was the mRNA vaccine. So if you're sleeping around out there and you're sleeping around with the vaccinated, be careful. Careful. You mean people are getting extra stuff for free? Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh yeah. So they say you're not gonna. It's and not gonna matter. Too. They're putting it in the food now. That every that. Nah, I don't believe that. Fuck that. Mrna. Yeah. I'm just saying. They're saying. They say I like Gordy. Fuck that. But See, let me tell you about the black sun. <laughs> I don't believe that, Gordy. Fear porn. Take your fucking New York Times. Okay, I'm well, we'll have the power to heal water. whatever, though. You don't want them to drink water anymore. You can fix it's it all mental, right? Anymore. You can heal yourself from anything. Anything. That's true. That's true. That's very anything? true. Anything? Can you reverse Tell age? It. Yep. Can you cure can yourself of you, cancer? Yeah, can you cure yourself of cancer? Yeah. You can actually grow your well, limbs. They sprayed too. it on your food, which Gordy was saying about the mRNA. And I was like, what, Gordy? Tell me about this. Because I didn't have anything genetic. I had shit that was spray like sprayed yeah. around me. Put around so, me. Poisons in me. Put on my lawn. Who there's knows? There's this idea with the Rife machine. I don't know if you guys know what that mm -hmm. is, but it's a yeah. frequency machine. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea of like, let's say you cut your arm, you have that phantom feeling of still having your arm there or your leg or whatever limb. Um, your stem cells in your body can regrow that specific body part if you allow it, but we don't allow it because we tend to wrap it up and put stuff on it so it doesn't grow, allow it to grow or whatever. Um, but the power of the mind and having the right frequency, which they do, there's a set number to grow specific limbs or organs or teeth, or if you use the power of the mind and the frequency of doing that consistently, you can grow teeth back, you can grow limbs back, you can grow organs back because stem cells have a memory in it that allow your body to grow and heal and regenerate. Hence skin, when we cut our skin, we allow it to um, heal. That's the key, allow. We give it the room, we give it its room to do that. But when we cut a limb off, we don't give it its room to grow. We like, cut it off like we bound it we bandage it up we put stuff on it so uh, cells don't grow there anymore like we kill it off we cut the nerve endings we shut them up you know so i think it's possible i think it's all possible yeah. i had a good time this week um i watched uh Gordy from those conspiracy guys, uh, Gordo from those conspiracy guys. I have to be careful to not mix <laughs> yeah. them up now. <laughs> um, on uh, with you, and that was a good episode, Thomas. Well, I, I need to get Thomas. Gordo and Gordy on the same episode, dude. Just... I would love to. Those guys, that yeah, I love those guys. It's not, I know that's why I like, I he's he's so good, he's all those guys. <laughs> 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 he'll probably come play with us some night it's that irish time it's all in when that irish time falls in but i did have a good time watching that you guys should go watch it if um you haven't subscribed to paranoid american on youtube already yes, it is do. up and i've seen them they um in chat they were saying you have a premiere too like is it tomorrow uh yeah with um uh dana rotting jewels and everybody loves your PCP segment. If you don't know what that is, you should go over to Paranoid American yeah, and check can, out one of the episodes. Dana do BCP live on yes. air. 
It's awesome. It's such, it's so clever. It, I, I have something that I'm knocking off, not like that, but it, it inspired me to do my own little segment on my show um, for Project Cheney. So I'm like, it should be fun. <laughs> what are you, what's so funny? <laughs> uh, a Freudian slip is when you say one thing, but me and your mother. <laughs> that was just, that was gold. <sighs> We'll put it up. I, I have another time-related thing, just since we were on that topic. And this is like one of the coolest concepts that I come across this year, I think. And it, it gets it's like a really old Rosicrucian concept. But that when you die, what happens is that you relive your entire life backwards. Like you got to go back through everything that you've ever experienced in reverse uh, form. And that it's supposed to take about one third. Uh, it, it runs three times the speed. So if you live to a hundred, right. When you rerun your life back, it takes like 33 years to go back through. If you had lived to a hundred, but that if you can train yourself that at the end of every single day, you relive that day backwards. You think about what's the last thing you did before you got in bed. What was the thing yes. you did right before that all the way up to the point where you wake up and if you can train yourself to do that consistently then when you die and you have to relive your life in reverse you can do it at like 20x speed and uh i don't know i don't know no better way to sort of explain this but it's almost like if you get off the mountain right if you run as fast as you can all the way and get back in line really quick like you can sort of like ride it more times so there's this this premise of if you tr if you train yourself to live in reverse faster when you die, then you can get back in line quicker and get like a better chance at a better seat or a body or something. I don't know. I've been doing I, I love that idea. It's though. called the recapitulation, and the way it, you just described it is is what the dream hackers call the lazy recapitulation because re recapitulation is something that sorcerers do in this lifetime to free up their energy because if you like basically, you know, every emotion that you feel that you've never processed, you store in your body. It's a sine wave. It's actually energy and motion, but it's trapped. So it's trapped inside your flesh and it's causing disease or disease, right? And so the whole idea is um, sorcerers will actually go into isolation sometimes for like two years at a time. And they will just sit there and fucking breathe and think of every person in their life and every memory they have with them and try to like release any emotion that they have in their body by breathing it in, you know, breathing in, thinking of the emotion, thinking of the person and breathing it out. But it takes a long time. Like if you're going to actually do this method, you know, you're not going to spend all day every day like they do, but you, it would still take you probably like six months to recapitulate. Almost, and this is like random people you meet too. Hmm. You're supposed to recapitulate all of it. Um, but the dream hackers found called that before. But this is Carlos Castaneda concept. Okay, so so this is all Toltec. But the whole dream hackers took it one step further and like, hey, instead of doing it like this, let's let's do the lazy recapitulation. So this is a dreaming technique as well. Ask that. Okay. So you start at night before bed, and it's nice because it only takes ten minutes. And the whole idea is it. And really, this he came up with this before they ever coined the phrase EMDR. I don't know if you guys have heard of EMDR therapy. Um, it's it has to do with rapid eye movement, yeah. and it's oh, turning yeah. your head from oh, yeah, side yeah, yeah. to side. Um, 
they found that when you turn your head from side to side, like you can actually process emotion easier and you can work through your traumas. So it's the whole idea of the bilateral movement, like tapping on the opposite side because it activates both sides of your brains and it kind of puts you in an REM state. So Castaneda was talking about this way before they ever came up with this technique. But the whole idea is you sit, you, you sit before you go to bed and you turn your head from the right you look over your right shoulder, then you look to the left shoulder. And while you're doing that, you're breathing in. So breathing in and then you exhale. But so you just keep doing that over and over. Just breathe in, breathe in, exhale. But you start Muslims with, pray like that. And you start with the they end of the day. The so like, right. I just, it's a big deal. That's it's, it's a cross lateral thing. It's huge for your brain. So you do that. Um, you start with the end of Like I just laid down in my bed. Then you go like, um, brush my teeth, you know, you live your whole day backwards all the way to the beginning of the day, but then you don't stop there because you're going to do, but during that process, you kind of, sometimes you'll go off on a tangent. Like you will kind of skip an event, you'll miss some things, or when you hit a certain event, it'll, it'll trigger something and you'll have to like, it'll trigger a memory of a whole other event. But that's something that you really needed to recapitulate because you store that emotion. So it's actually kind of good to just do it really quick. And then you go back to living your day in reverse. And then when you get to the beginning of the day, you do it over, but you start from the beginning of the day to right now in bed. So you go backwards and then you go back forward because then you'll hit the things that you forgot that needed to be recapitulated. So what's trippy is if you do this every night before bed and literally it takes 10 minutes, sometimes only five. Um, you don't spend any of your dream time processing memories. So, you know, the dream space is a place where it is a giant memory palace. It's a collective memory palace, but you don't have to spend your whole dream time storing memories. You freed up fuck tons of energy. So now you're in a better state for dreaming and lucid dreaming. You know, what's interesting. Okay. So Muslims pray five times a day and during prayer, their hands are on like their side. Women's, I think, uh, same thing. And they left, right, and they whisper and breathe whatever prayer. Whisper That's and breathe. Crazy. And they prostrate. And they do it five times a day at certain times of the day. First before the sun rises. And I don't know the other times. And then when the sun uh, when the moon s- or sun sets. Every day, five times a day. And they do that whole process. And I think it's like a 10 to 15 minute prayer. That's crazy. Cause that's you know really that? like, that's a bilateral movement. So, so it's activating both sides of your brain and it is helping you to stimulate wow. that. And then you breathe it out. You breathe because every time you've held your breath, when you felt any emotion, happy, sad, upset, angry, you store that emotion in your body. If you, when you hold your breath, that's when you've haven't dealt with it. Abby, when was Castaneda's book published? Do you remember? Like his first one was like 1969. I want to say 68 or 69. Okay, because there's a there's a episode of the original Hulk um, where he's trying to he contacts this therapist who does the the EMDR thing and and they show it where he's doing the eye and he's trying to uh, contact his Hulk consciousness and trying to con. Because he's kind of trying to control, yeah. That because he's trying to control the trauma or whatever. <clears throat> but it's interesting that what was like seventy five was the original Hulk seventy five to seventy seven or something like that. So almost immediately, that Carlos Castaneda stuff was 
like seeping into our culture without people knowing who it who it was coming from. Yeah, it was pretty big. He was, it was a lot bigger than people think, I think. Yeah. I mean, I've I I entertained this theory that Castaneda could have also been like an amalgamation by CIA mm -hmm. that were seeping like MK Ultra studies out because a lot of that can kind of be tied back not just to like neurolinguistic programming which was also kind of early 70s ish but if mm -hmm. you look at the Macy uh conferences they were huge uh in in like the 30s through the 50s into cybernetics and into this whole concept of being able to like train your brain in different ways and I, it was just like one of those many ways to get it into pop culture was like oh well if the toltecs said it or if it's from this ancient culture then it's got to be good I, I know that's like a fringe theory but there's definitely like this isn't mine oh. that i'm making up that castaneda yeah. was like this amalgamation of intelligence officers well, he's well definitely that's the thing about him is that he was like a hardcore liar and he's supposed to be that was the whole point of being a sorcerer was to lose your backstory so you could take on any persona you needed to so like he did it beautifully really <laughs> like he became a master storyteller but the, you know that could also definitely fit into the concepts that he was an operative the whole time you know <laughs> it, it would work Maybe. but it works this shit works that's the work. crazy thing I mean, if you go back in, in history, any really good sorcerer was basically just the royal intelligence officer. Yeah. Right? John D is yeah. a recent one, but go back even further. They were kind of always under the employ of, you know, someone of that had money and power. Yeah. Absolutely. Time is weird. And Time, Time Magazine is weird, too. I know. I was thinking about Time Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Where Shout out to Alan from? Marcus for like posting some of that information in the chat. But like, yeah. Time what Magazine. about it? It's just the the covers. They're just so telling. Like they tell. I don't. I don't know if they try to tell the future or they are coding to something. But it's just weird. Who owns the magazine? Anyone special? I don't. Henry. Know. Well. Time Life was Henry Luce, which was Skull and Bones and Century Club. That's what I was wondering if it was like an economist, like one of those same ty type of magazines where it's like. I mean, funny same. enough, the Time Time Life magazines also brought psychedelics uh, into popular culture in a big way that that it was through Time Life publications. We got the concept of magic mushrooms. Uh, that was that was like this cool way to advertise this new reality to sort of like housewives and th as they're checking out like if you call that magic mushrooms it was a lot easier to digest and kind of spread around and henry luce himself was such a proponent of of you know psychedelic experiences that he would just openly advocate anyone that worked for him to just do mushrooms or do lsd like he was such a huge advocate of it personally Another a good name would be Illuminati Tea Time. <laughs> <laughs> tea Time was okay. That was one thing I was thinking about today, which is, sounds really stupid. But we have Tea Time and Tea Time. 
like usually we have golf and golf yeah it's like those two like it is interesting that you play tea and drink tea like that is interesting it's both tea time and one would be very masculine and the other would be kind of feminine are, then, are Americans missing out? Like dinner time. It's so weird. Why do they call it tea time? Because I think it is like a dinner time. Well, but, no, it, but it is for tea. It's not for it's dinner. For tea it's for like dinner. Tea. It, like okay. in Europe, it was for tea and it was always for tea for us here. I actually believe that the no taxation without representation tea party, because they always two birds, one stone us. I say this all the time. It had nothing to do with the taxes because look how taxed we are now. We're paying 30% taxes and we threw the tea over for three. But really, they got us to get rid of the tea and freaking acidic coffee us. We were all tea drinkers. We were all proper tea drinkers, healing ourselves, making our own blends of herbs. And then we coffeeed ourselves. After we threw our tea over, we had all shitty Folgers too, coffee for a long time. And now we have all these, like there's so many bad things spread in beans. No one should be drinking coffee. It's not good for you. I drink too it. Late. <laughs> but right. I, it's like, I know it's so acidic for you though. Mm-hmm. Is it even the coffee that's bad? Like, yeah, coffee is actually bad for you, right? But I mean, like, if you were to compare that to, um, like, what's like the the double grande frappuccino with extra caramel pumps and and oh yeah, well, sugar is bad too. But even the coffee bean, even just coffee by itself, isn't good for you. Like, it's not good in your body. It's acidic. It turns acidic inside your body. And it's like if you eat, f- like, a grapefruit, which people think is so acidic on a raw stomach, like your alkaline. belly it's the first thing you have, it turns completely alkaline inside your body. But when you eat, drink coffee at any time, it always turns acidic inside your body. But tea is healing. It has so many healing properties. And there's certain kinds of teas you can drink for every kind of type of the year and every kind of time of the day. Some things have caffeine. Some things bring you down some things are relaxing and calming some things are like upbeat it's like tea is a whole different thing but a coffee bean is just coffee and it's become a whole drink there's no mix in it it's just a different kind of coffee bean from a different place and most of the time it has a whole bunch of like bacteria and bad things you shouldn't have in it it's stored in ways we should never be drinking it it's heated up the temperatures we should never have it at it's like nothing about the coffee is ritualized in a way that the tea was what about coffee or elephant dung coffee? There's probably a whole ritual into elephant dung coffee, even the way it's That's processed, even the way it's gotten the same way as the mushroom coffee. It's like a whole, it's not coffee. It's the same way as calling like, I mean, you can call almond milk, milk, but it's really just, you know, I think yeah. mushroom coffee is actually closer to a mushroom tea. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is pretty much. No. That's what I think, but they'll they'll be like, oh, you should have this instead of your morning cup of coffee. You could have it. it you know? have, have you tried it? Is it any good? I don't know. Yeah, I rarely weird. like try. I like try to get rid of my mushrooms as soon as I eat them. <laughs> 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 mushroom coffee. See, is I have a-, a love hate thing. I only like eating mushrooms um, when it comes to psychedelics, but I cannot eat them because the texture is fleshy and weird. It is I love like, mushrooms and cooking. I can't too. eat them. I can't eat them. You, there are so many different oh, kinds of mushrooms too, and oh. you have to have them cooked the right way. I mean, like 
I could make you a pulled pork sandwich with just trumpet mushrooms that you will never, you'll be like, oh, this is awesome. And I'm not even a vegan, but it reminds me of the Smurfs. And I'm like, they're beings, I think. They're like (laughs) beings that give you information. And like we eat them. Do they want to be eaten? Does a tomato? If I respect it, will it give me a good trip? Or if I disrespect it, will it give me a bad trip? But does that tobacco want to be smoked? Does the fucking weed want to be smoked? (laughs) Are these plants playing tricks on us because we eat them? I I feel like it is a slow poisoning. That's all that's happening to you is you're being poisoned. This isn't about that's what they tell us. But when you're when you're talking about like disrespecting the mushroom or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Could an ant disrespect you? Do you think? Like, could, could is there even a way <laughs> that an well, ant can disrespect Sometimes you? Sometimes it disrespects me. Like, why you want my sandwich for? <laughs> like, no shit. Good point. But I mean, like, when when it comes to like mushrooms or drugs, you know, do you respect it? I don't know. Like, does can a plant respect you? Or it, it just feels incompatible. It feels like such a human way of looking at things. Like. I don't yeah. I just don't think that that actually exists. Like you don't it, have to respect the mushroom. Like you either will or you won't. But like well, the the mushroom is superior to you. It's ones and zeros, you're ones and zeros and it's actually just an exchange of information and energy. So this is just a realm of consumption and death. Huh? Well, you know, though this is the, I was always really like pro mushrooms until Oregon legalized them. And then I'm like, I'm sus as fuck all of a sudden. Like, what? Should well, we not so have ever been touching I, these I don't, at all? I don't think it's <laughs> mushrooms that are bad in this case. They, I, the interesting dynamic here is tobacco, right? Right now, everyone looks at tobacco like, oh, that's the boomer thing. Or um, it's like all you know, conglomerate and corporations and Camel and Marlboro and, and yada yada. But really, tobacco was a very sacred thing that had a very important cultural role. And we just kind of prostituted it into being completely meaningless to where now you just do like a jewel and you just vape yeah. a jewel and, and no one even does, you know, like straight up tobacco anymore. Or if they do, it's almost like they're trying too hard to have that like rugged Western feel to them. But that same thing could probably happen to mushrooms very soon where you know, you get like your mar your pack of Marlboro mushrooms, and people feel like, oh, mushrooms are are bad. They're corporate. I mean, just imagine that reality though, where where it's like, oh, you know, grandma, we don't do mushrooms anymore. That's so mainstream. I ca- I can't even fathom that. I don't think about even like a mainstream thing. I just think about when a place like Oregon or Portland specifically or LA or the whole West coast in general, there might be good towns in between and everything, but really I living over there as much as I did, it's being ran in a certain way. So once the West coast makes it so loosey goosey for you to do that thing, I don't necessarily think it. And I'm a person that I'm like, legalize all the drugs, like do whatever. But it just seemed like a big marketing push, like not just that they were legalized, but like, hey, everyone, let's do mushrooms in Oregon. It was like this whole big deal. And I was just like this. That's the worst place in the world. Like, I don't know if there's a like it's like everybody there is transgender now. Like everybody like is like, let's make a city in the middle of the street and just shit in the road 
road. Like it's all like the worst parts of any part of society. It's like so gross. And then they're like, yeah, but we can do drugs here and we can get free food stamps and we can all live off. It's just like, whoa, are th is this really the direction? Like maybe like sometimes you have to show people I'm like, huh? That's what happens mm. when people just get free money and free food and free drugs. Huh? Maybe that's like not. That. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a lot of communes people want to start. Did you say Krispy Kreme? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Did you say Voodoo Donut? <laughs> but I just think like some of the places that like, I just don't. It, I'm. It's like some people, they have this idea of freedom, but for generations, like they didn't work for it and their parent didn't work for it and their parent parent. And it's not even a freedom thing. It's just like a not even an idea of like a value of where any money comes from from anywhere. They just live on a system of something that's a free money system. And it's just broken their brain in such a way that I'm like, why not give it drugs? This will make it like right when they're about to stand up, let's make them mushy. Do you know when I question mushrooms? The only time I question mushrooms, I can't remember the painter, but this is tied to Epstein and all these characters we see here. But she painted a portrait of all these people and a lot of people like being underground and mushrooms were part of that realm and they were part of that realm. And it was kind of like it was showing that it was rooted towards the dark side of things, dark side um, but <laughs> I don't know ever since I've, I wish I could find that painter's name. She painted Epstein and she, I, I wish I knew it. You know what I'm talking about? It went viral. This artist went viral. She drew Fauci on there. Um, what Bush did she draw? Is she the one that drew Bush with the paper planes and then Bill Clinton? Sent yes, I think so. Her. And she drew a big portrait with all these characters and mushrooms were a part of that, you know, underground realm. And I was like, hmm, why is a mushroom there? And like, why is it in that realm? Like kind of like growing out of there. It was weird how she painted it. Like it was growing out of the darker realm and coming out. So it was like a little like, hi, like a little hand here. Take some of this mushroom if you want to know something. But is it something that drives people like mad or insane if not taken responsibly? Are you t touching with entities of the dark side or who knows? But that painting caught my attention so much. And I think it was that artist. If you smoke weed, mm -hmm. do, do you feel like some of the if you're a person that used to smoke illegal weed and have a dealer and there might be a relaxation that you can just that. go to the store and you can just go to the, to the corporate store or the local store and get your weed or whatever is there a magic gone about the just being at one of these things we're talking about mushrooms now and now like drugs are pretty much like you know, like they're giving us worse things from the doctor than anything we could get from on the street. Anyway, they're giving us fentanyl here and there and whatever. So it's just like with this thing with pot, was it better when it was illegal? And I don't mean better smoke. I don't mean better quality. I mean, the energy of it was it better illegal. I don't know, but on this point here with mushrooms grow on dead things, but mushrooms also grow on shit and we, <laughs> and we eat it. From the dung, from the doodle. But for marijuana, I believe now, because back in the day, the the THC quality wasn't as potent 
as it was today, they say. Is that correct? I have heard that everywhere, even from my yeah. old, old hippie friends, even from my friends that live in the islands. They're like, I don't fuck with your American shit. Like, I don't know what you guys did to things over there, but they, they're like, I just want to roll a spliff and enjoy myself. They're like, you guys want to go to other planets. Like It's always been like that. I remember going to Amsterdam in the 90s. And everyone that was like, you know, native from to Amsterdam would be like, you Americans stand out because they'll like, you'll go into a shop and just buy weed and just roll pure weed. And everyone else kind of does like a half and half. They'll mix it with tobacco yeah. and kind of like do a bunch of spliffs. Spliff it. But that, that's always, I mean, I don't know. Americans just like go hard in the paint right <laughs> off the bat. It's like. <laughs> yeah, that's I am true. always kind of like in awe a little bit of I have to say like the American dude counterparts that I know and how they just are partying with throughout my years of things that have just really amazed me where we've been like I don't know what are they and like I've been with a buddy of mine like we've been looking at him like find pills on the floor of a club I don't know what is it <laughs> Like, so like just dudes that they're just like, how fucked up are we going to yeah. get tonight? And I'm like, I just want to get a little fucked up. And then I watch them and they're having a bad time on mushrooms already. They haven't come out of the room in an hour. They come out and they're like, they don't look well. They look like they're nauseous. And they're like, I'm going to take some more mushrooms. And I'm like, are you sure, dude? Why don't you just let yourself <laughs> level out so we can have a good time? Like, it's like wherever they're going, they always want to go there. And I'm kind of like, that's brave. <laughs> yeah i like the accidental like oh extra molly and really pure okay open your mouth here 10 minutes later here take another one and then you just like <laughs> have the time of your fucking life like you know those are the great moments and time stands still when you're in those moments, when you're in a state of euphoria and the music is blasting and you kind of have an orgasm to the bass, you know, <laughs> time disappears when you're in that state. Yeah, I've, I've had that experience. Yeah. <laughs> when the music drops and you're just in a state of euphoria. Phew, so great. I'll tell you guys too much info, but we're at the time of the night that I can. I had... I was like, okay, I'm going to have sex magic with my wife this week. And she has one job. Her only job was that she had to manifest something. That was her only job. And then at, afterward, all of everything said and done. And I'm like, what did you manifest? And she was like, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you oh, literally had one job. <laughs> you literally only had one job. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Time stops also and everything freezes when you're having sex. You're everything like is different. If it's good. Everything yeah. Everything shifts. Everything freezes. Otherwise it seems like everything that solitary confinement time. Disappears. <laughs> you only do you're, one really long day. You're in a in a time ball. Everything is just, everything disappears and it's just two worlds in one. And it's like, I don't know what happens. I wish I could find words to explain that realm. But those who know, know. Those who don't, I'm sorry. You got work to do. <laughs> 
Just saying. Well, um, all of that stuff, like when I used to get into painting, when I was like really into it, I could paint and just all of a sudden, like when you were saying, did, have you ever lost time? Mm -hmm. I never had lost time from anything that was like a drug or like those kind of things. But I have doing things that I love, like welding. Yeah. I could work a 16 hour day welding and not even think twice about it. Or when painting, I could just paint and paint and paint and the longest days could go by. Usually physical stuff with my body where I don't have to talk, I can lose myself in that day. Yeah, it's like, yeah, once you have yeah. to speak for a living at all, it is such a, it's like your voice is the most exhausting use of your time. Yeah. Except doing this True. kind of shit. It's like yeah. when you use yeah, your voice for fun. doing shit you don't want to do, most <clears throat> exhausting shit. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, when I'm doing like digital content creating, which I don't do for myself, so I don't have a YouTube channel, y'all. Um, but when I do it for whatever work or just for the hell of it, it is something that like time will literally four hours goes by. And I'm like, how the hell did I, you know, spend four hours on this? And but it's awesome. Yeah. It's it that flow state. When you're in the flow, time stops. <laughs> I did two stupid videos too on my TikTok, which I got my original TikTok taken down. You can find my new one at Project Cheney too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of them I will not air. It was just for my own tongue and cheek, but you might find it somewhere. Maybe I'll end up putting it on my Telegram or something because I'm like, this will get taken down, but it was just to make me laugh. But the other one I actually spent time on, you were saying lose that time. Um, and I sat outside just because I was trying to pull pictures for it, but I, I sit in this chair and I always sit like all with my knees all up. But I sat there for so long and so much time went by, but I didn't realize so much time went by. So when I stood up, both my legs were asleep. And that is quite a feeling when both your legs are asleep. Because yeah. you could just break oh, an yeah. ankle. You got to be careful when you step. If you don't know your legs are asleep, it's not going to be good. But it was like I sat there. I was like, shit, I've probably been sitting like this for an hour and a half. I'm going to get a blood clot. <laughs> <laughs> Blue de clot. Yep. Blue de clot. Do you guys have anything <laughs> else about time? time? I think time's bullshit. Time, time ain't real. Yeah, time's it, bullshit. Let's just stop. Aging's bullshit too. If, yeah. If we tap into that Toltec wisdom, if we Shitting's all just agree bullshit. that time's not real, then it ceases to be real, <laughs> right? Exactly. And if you recapitulate, you take your energy back from all that time. The cow. Your unbirthday is more important than your birthday. People really do need to be starting that because wouldn't that be in the uncapitulating of it all? Unbirthing yeah. would be, you know, you're just yeah. agreeing you that you're going to get older. You're going to be feeling this. Your hair is going to be getting grayer. So you just have to start, like you're saying, your muscles in your face. Like, no, you got to start using them again. But so you have to start doing it backward. You know? Yeah. Well, Don one said, um, he said, start practicing this. I revoke my consent to any contracts I never yes. agreed to. Do this. And aging is one of them. You you, you were taught that. You were taught <laughs> my consent had to, to any contract I don't agree to. I'm going to buy a box of candles, probably like a hundred of the stick candles, and make an unbirthday wish every day and just throw out the candle. And just, oh, that's a good idea. And just, good and just try yeah, it. Yeah, it is. And just try it. Hey, a very, very birthday, birthday to me. You are to you. Every day. And then 
throw it out. And if you did an unbirthday, because they say your birthday with the birthday candles on the cake, you're like doing an Artemis ritual. And so you're blowing out your candles and you're giving a year of your life for your wish and like all this stuff. And so it's like if you're doing an unbirthday and you're doing it to Layla and blowing it out, that would be the way to do it. Yeah. You can even technically do it on your birthday too. So everybody because blow out your candles to Layla is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to try it. I'm really going to try it. And I'm going to post it every day on my Instagram. You're okay. Well, hashtag it uh, our unbirthday. (laughs) I'll do it too. Yeah, Yeah, we should all do do it. it. I think we should just try it and do it for a year and see what happens. You're going to love the way you look. We guarantee it. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Buy this anti-aging cream. I, I love this idea of like I don't consent to aging or whatever. It feels like a sovereign citizen version of reality. Like, you know, I'm not driving, I'm traveling. Yeah. I revoke my consent to any contracts I didn't make, you know, and that's serious. Like, there's so much power in that. Absolutely. Aging's one of them, but I mean, anything. We have the power. We just say, so shall it be, and it is. So if I want to unbirthday and rewind, Hey, I'm going to rewind. If two in my name, it shall be. Then as long as they're three, that is even more powerful. I mean, watch out, bitch. You can do it with mirrors. This is a mirrored realm, right? Mirrors, Mm -hmm. smoke and mirrors, right? Yeah. It's all smoke and mirrors. So do that mirror magic. Talk to yourself in the mirror and get a true mirror. That's even more powerful. You're like going to literally be talking to yourself. Or go to a thrift store and get an old mirror, a real mirror, mm-hmm. not something that's glass with plastic sheet Silver. on the back. And when you get Silver. the mirror, let it sit outside your house for a few days and like mm-hmm. let it see all of outside and let it cleanse itself because the mirror is a very strong instrument. People, people just throw mirrors in their houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't know, have any clue I'm what that mirror is seen before you. Yep. You don't want whatever it's seen in your house necessarily. You want it to look at beautiful stuff for a long time before you bring it in your house. I like that. I'm just going to aim it at Mm. the sun and cause a fire somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what they do tell like newbie, newbie oracles or new, new, newbie wizards and witches. They tell them in like a big thing for their first crystal ball is you cannot give a witch a gift as a crystal ball unless you give them a cloth to go over it. And you like a big, huge thing. They tell witches that they used to think they would start fires, but really the sun would just hit their crystal ball weird. And no one was any of the wiser because the sun didn't necessarily always stay in the same spot in the sky. So it would hit their crystal ball weird one day when it was dry enough and ignite the whole village on fire. Yeah. Maybe like it came from that witch's house. Well, she had a magnifying glass. So I wonder what I wonder if a looking glass really exists to see in time. Well, that's the 369 like to the Tesla sat and saw the past pre- present and future at the same time. Three, six, nine, so damn fine. Just so you guys know, there's a lot of weird shit happening on that Ingrosso Lockwood website. It is linking the U.S. world debt clock. It is linking and quoting Mary Poppins and um, pulling the money out of the bank and a reset kind of going. Layla, what are we going to do next week? I I don't know. Aren't we going to hang out? Aren't we going to talk about Ingrosso Lockwood? 
I would like to talk about Ingrosol Lockwood. Um, oh, yeah, that's what we are doing. You see, I was super high when we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> I was super stoned. Well, what's the costume for that? <laughs> well, we were uh, talking about, we, Layla's ooh. been talking about this book over and over again that yes. um, you go, tell a, a little okay. bit. So let me pull the book real quick. Okay. This and at first, when she's talked about it enough that we were at first like, okay. Put your hand in front of it, Layla. Tell us about it. Huh? It's because they're green screen. Fuck. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, there you go. Um, okay. But- the marvelous uh, Bar- Baron Trump's marvelous underground journey. This oh, book okay. here teleports you like mentally to where this Baron Trump goes. Now, Baron Trump in this book gets information from a man named Don Don Trump. Okay. So he goes and finds a well, I believe in Iceland somewhere. And this well takes him all the way down into these different realms. And he meets these different beings that live in these different realms. And they're like human, but they're different because they adapt to the different realms that they live in. So some don't see, but they can see differently without eyes. Um, it just takes you on a fucking ride. If you want to like kind of escape reality a little bit and kind of feel like a kid and like learn some things. Cause I feel like there's some truth into the inner earth realms that they are hiding from us and so-called aliens or whatever other beings. Um, but, um, yeah. so don't go into it too much because this is what we're going to do. Yes. We didn't know how quick the Britney book and how easy it was going to be for all of us to read it and get together and do an episode. So we, Layla was like, you guys can all read this in a week. This won't be hard. And so we were like, okay, we're going to take your word for it. And so we're going to tell you guys about it ahead of time. And then we're all going to read this and where, whatever make, whatever things it makes us think of, we're going to talk about next week. If you guys yeah. want to hang out. So, um, yeah. So we'll talk about Trump. We'll talk about, um, the letter of the alphabet that's forbidden to talk about um, that's on the keyboard next to W and A and S on top left corner. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Thing I'm, all looking. The whole- I'm like, what letter? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that one that looks like a z- zero with a tail. <laughs> I always am like, you know, the one that Ouroboros with the machete through it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I it's the it's the cute looking one. The cute one. It's super cute. Um, all right, perfect. Do you guys have anything you want to drop? And I do want to tell everyone out there at projectchaney.com, I will probably have it on next week. I'm gonna work at getting everyone here's links, and so there'll be a secret society of good guys links, and then you'll be able to find all of their stuff easy everywhere they're at by just clicking there and then going there. And maybe they'll all have a page there eventually of whatever is going on. But I just want to tell you, I will be doing that this week because I've seen people in the chat ask um, of where to find you guys. So tell everybody where to find you guys. Yeah. So if you're interested in dating me, no, let me stop. (laughs) (laughs) Let me stop. stop. We are going to do that show. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah, it is going to be fun. I can't wait for that. Um, uh, you can find me at God pill angel. Well, God underscore pill underscore angel three, three or three, three, three on Instagram. And the same goes for TikTok. I post my algorithms and they somehow tie to what we talk about miraculously. 
Um, but uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Love you guys, by the way. What about you, Gordy? I'm muted again. <laughs> <laughs> On brand. You um, get an A minus this episode. You were A minus. It, yeah. a a minus. Right, it, it's the leather jacket, yeah. right? The leather jacket, and it's not your fault about the motorcycle. So I wouldn't even take anything away for for that. And this, <laughs> I wouldn't even take anything away for, like the unmute mute. Yeah, but it's really yeah. just the leather jacket. I, you We're know what? Better. Nowadays standards, it might be a solid A because I've learned those things have changed a little bit. Like what used to be like a B for me now is an A. They've made those numbers different, but it's a different time. I'm from a different time. <laughs> 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 we have different standards yeah anyway my uh my instagram uh is gordy underscore two underscore shoes and um my youtube channel it has a bunch of owl stuff and some other things but i need to add to that um gordy two shoes on youtube awesome what about you thomas uh, mine's the same as always, paranoidamerican.com. But I've also got a brand new project that launched today on chaostwins.com. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, it's like a all ages friendly, which is new to me, uh, comic book that I've been doing with Sam Tripoli. It's all about paranormal and uh, jumping through time and dimensions. And it's, it's a really cool one. So definitely check that out. I, ju- I was just checking right now and, uh, over half of the signed copies are already gone. So if you want to snatch up a signed copy from me and Sam, chaostwins.com. That's awesome. I will have a commercial for that after we are leaving air. Abby, where does everybody find you and harass you? You can find and harass me on Instagram at abstract one or on Telegram. I'm in the Project Cheney chat quite a bit. So same. Oh yeah, Telegram. Pl- plug the Telegrams too. Um, I did just put that somewhere up in here, but you can go to everybody's Telegram channel. If you go to the Project Cheney Telegram, I think everybody's in there, and you can find them from there. If there's other channels yeah. that you want to find, yeah. Um, but yeah. So you guys, thanks once again thanks, for hanging guys. out. You Make guys sure. Are awesome. Yeah, you guys are so rad. Like, yeah, you have such a real. smart chat. So and many great questions. So much, like, great content in there. Like, I learned so much from you guys. So, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have call-in eventually and messages. And probably even um, maybe we will have, like, a secret society of good guys chat. So if you guys leave stuff, we can pull that up on here, too. And um, on Telegram. So, yeah, go to the Project Cheney chat so you can find out when because I'm sure that'll be happening soon. Now that we said it aloud, I'm like, why doesn't that exist? (laughs) That it's something that um, everybody can comment in. So um, yeah, awesome. Read your book and we'll all hang out next week. Okay. We're out of time. (laughs) Save us, Britney Spears. Can we be saved? God, why is Satan controlling the universe? Comedy meets cosmic adventure. Chaos Twins, created by comedian Sam Tripoli and comic publisher Paranoid American, will sweep you off your feet. 
join two girls with the astonishing ability to morph into animals, rally with their cryptid crew, and traverse diverse dimensions. But you don't have to take my word for it. Sign up now at chaostwins.com. In a place as curious as Crown City, adventure awaits at every turn. Meet Anna and Becca, two spirited souls navigating a world filled with wonders and weirdness. Alongside their trusted allies, Biggie, Mathilda, and the Chupacabros, they'll stand against aliens, reptilians, and mysteries beyond imagination. Dive into their captivating tales and discover a world where anything is possible. For more information, visit chaostwins.com, samtripoli.com, and paranoidamerican.com 